Welcome everybody to a later than anticipated episode 6 of Mark Out of 10, a wrestling podcast where we talk, argue and justify our top 10 lists of all things wrestling, where opinions mean everything and nothing at all. This week's episode we're delivering our own pipe bomb as we talk about the best people on the stick, microphone work that makes you happy, sad, angry or generally optimistic. It's a lost art but a very very important part of the wrestling industry. I am one half of the mic-dropping pair in the world of wrestling podcast Shields and my co-host, the man who when he works it works and when he shoots he doesn't miss, the housewife's favourite heel, Hoxie. How we doing, Hoxie? I love that. I love that. When he shoots he doesn't miss. Yeah, boy, I'll take that any day of the week. I'm very good, mate. What are you saying? Not bad, mate. How are you? Had a week off, but you know, I've still got it. It's all good. Uh, Yeah, I'm not too shabby, mate. Not too shabby. You still got it. You still got it. (laughs) One more pod. Uh, Yeah, no, no. It's it's been it's been a good um, good week this week, but it's um, it's my wedding anniversary on Friday, so this will go out on Sunday as per normal. But yeah, so I'm away uh, Thursday, Friday through in Edinburgh with my lovely wife. um, So hence. We're going to get shit done now. That's that's all good. What about you? What's been happening? I'm good, mate. It's obviously, well, obviously, apologise. We we couldn't get it out last week. Um, just just busy. If mm-hmm. IRL stuff, the old, ill jobs, real stuff, real life, got in the way for the week. But it was good. I had a good week last week. Workwise, it was it was good. The reason we couldn't do the podcast, I was working away doing a really big exhibition, and it was really good fun. It was very very good. So yeah, it was all fun and games. All fun and games. Good, glad to hear Yeah, I'm feeling very, very optimistic, and I'm really excited about doing the podcast, because it feels like, it's been a week, but it feels like I haven't done it for about six months, it's really strange, I'm yeah. like, I've been, like, eager and chomping at the bit, we had a really quick chat, didn't we, just, about, mm. um, about the lists, and literally five minutes before I came on the conversation with you, I was still like, fiddling with it, and like, a little bit torn, and a bit like, oh my god, and I forgot somebody, who was really important, so I had to like redo <laughs> most of it, which is just crazy. So yeah, this this stuff this stuff is uh, ever changing, and it's I couldn't do this last week. Like if I wrote this list a week ago, I would I would definitely chop and change loads of it. Like I put like stuff down, like notes down on my. Mm. I usually do it on my phone. Like I'll do like the little note section on my phone. And I'll put like names on there, and I'll put numbers and this, that, and the other, and a couple of reasons. And then the next day I'll be like. Ah, nah, I'll change that. And then it's like, I'll change that. And then I literally couldn't do it. So it's not like a last minute Larry kind of thing. They're there, but they're just not necessarily bang on yet. We're there, I think. If you hear loads of like ripping and and (laughs) scribbling, it's just me being like, shit, change some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing though, is is we say it every single list, every single week we say is like, it's our list could change. Like daily, hourly, minutely, you know, minutely is not a word, but that's fine. I can, it is now. It's not an issue. It is now, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know if we're going to have the same people, but that's the same thing. Um, but yeah, just to sort of circle back, we do apologize for missing a week uh, to you guys that's listening. But as we said from the very beginning, Hawks and myself, we both work full time. This is a bit of fun for us. Um, it's something we would like to make a success of, obviously, and the fact that you guys are listening is a, a great thing. Just unfortunately, our schedule just couldn't match up last week. Uh, but we are back with all our wrestling insights and knowledge, whether you like it or not, audience, whether you like it or not. 
Uh, but before we get started, just we'll do the usual sort of um, social plugs. Uh, thanks to everybody that has listened on Spotify and all our other podcast places. We're still continuing to grow. We're still seeing people listening um, on, on a daily basis, which is awesome. It's great to see that. Um, our, YouTube, our YouTube channel is also slowly growing as well, which is amazing. The, content, uh, the comments that we're getting are really cool as well. Do, do make sure you uh, tweet us as well, mark underscore out of 10, or you can email us at wrestlemark10 at gmail.com as well. Um, yeah, we want to hear your comments about what you've listened to. Obviously, give us your lists as well, or even suggestions about what, um, what, what lists we can come up with in the future. I've had a few Discord messages from our gaming community with um, certain ideas so it's stuff that we've got on we've got a whole host of different subjects that we're going to talk about in the coming weeks and months um but yeah uh just thank you to everybody that does listen it is greatly appreciated yeah i love it i love getting the, the messages after after the podcast goes live and people like saying stuff and letting me know their thoughts or I can't believe you said that, or that was a really funny story, or no fucking way have you got that person on your list, or whatever. It's it's so cool. <laughs> I had a show. I had a show on Saturday night, so I was mm-hmm. wrestling on Saturday night, and uh, two of the guys listened to the podcast. Um, big shout out Brody, big shout out Scotty. Um, they were like, "Oh my god, is that that famous podcaster over there?" So we go get his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Taking wait to piss, come. I cannot come so wait fun. to come down to one of the shows like in the new year, and I, I'm I'm gonna definitely have a mark out of ten like T-shirt or something, and just like advertise the fuck out of we'll that. Definitely the, show. the merch, mate. We'll definitely wrap the merch. That'll be brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, dude. Yeah, I'm really looking forward, looking forward well. to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be good. But before we get into our list, uh, we usually start with a bit of news in the wrestling world, but for the life of me, I can't think of anything that's happened in wrestling, Hoxie, that's quiet, you know, it? worth it. It's, it's really been quiet. really slow week. Mm. Can can you think of anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can think of something, maybe. Ah, oh, mate. What a crazy week, right? Mm-hmm. What a crazy, crazy week. Do you know what? Like, I'm, I'm happy that we're definitely doing it this week because if we'd left it like another bit of time it'd just be old news wouldn't well it wouldn't be old news but it would be older news yeah dude so audience what, what we're obviously talking about is the return of our truth at survivor series um, yes you know <laughs> ever so, sorry triple h I, I, I copied your um press conference joke there apologies uh, um yeah. but yeah obviously it is the return of um the one the only mr cm punk oh mate we have, we, we've we've discussed this before mm-hmm. um, about obviously the reasons why it was part of our fumble, wasn't it? Uh, was it the first episode, second episode? First, Jesus. I think. Yeah, it was first. Uh, yeah, um, dude. I'm like by all accounts, it was quite a last minute thing as well. Um, from what I've heard and what I've seen um, online in the old on the old ten days verse, or something. Yeah, it was like it, apparently it still wasn't a hundred percent locked in until the afternoon of the show. So it wasn't like a dead cert thing, apparently. Um, I just love the fact, like, oh, I, the fact that he's back. It just makes my soul happy, anyway. Like he's he's one of my favorite ever wrestlers, and it's so good to see his face on a TV screen. Yeah. Um, now he's done away with all the shit and all the crap and all the. All the bullshit of the last couple of years. Obviously, we've had some amazing stuff with the mm-hmm. AEW run, um, but he's away from all that now. He can actually be CM Punk in a big deal on a big show 
with really, really big stars around him. Yep. How exciting is that? You know what I mean? It's just, oh, yeah. oh, oh. It's I'm, so I'm jacked, mate. I'm it, fucking, I'm all jacked up Mountain Dew. <laughs> I can't wait, honestly. It is so, so good. good. What I will say, right, is before we go into the CM Punk, so usually we do the Royal Fumble guys in the middle of our list. I think it's been such a massive news story, not just CM Punk, but there's other bits that's happened. We're not going to have a Royal Fumble this week, but we're going to split the news section into sort of two, essentially, right? Because there is a lot to sort of digest and talk about. Mm-hmm. What I want to start with, though, is... Ironically, it's not about CM Punk. It's actually about Triple H, right? And there's two things I want to mention here. One, massive, massive kudos to him in terms of getting over himself and making it happen, you know? Yep. The whole cle- the whole thing, you know, the gimmick that um, the authority did in WWE was what's best for business. Triple H is not stupid, right? He's he's a very intelligent man. He he loves he does love the business, right? He loves the wrestling business, and he identified the fact that one London the AEW event in London was insane, and it was down to CM Punk competing there, right? It was one of the reasons why it was so yes. successful, right? Yep. He CM Punk is talked about consistently since he got fired from AEW, and he he's a trendsetter, right? He he is someone that will. Put bums in seats, he'll be someone that, you know, WWE's massive on their social media um, thing, right? So, Did you see you know, the stats for that, by the way? Yeah, I, I mean, what was it? Uh, let's have a quick shifty just now. I sent it to you, didn't I? But you were going to send it to me at the same time. Let's just get this out. <laughs> this is flawless here, chat. Um, so, within 24 hours, and under 24 hours, across all WWE social media platforms and clips uploaded... CM Punk's return at Survivor Series 2023 last night, so obviously the night, was 87,200,000 views. That's insane for one man's return. He is... under 24 hours. In under 24 hours. It's incredible. He is, and you know, I might get shot down here, he is the equivalent of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, in terms of impact, in terms of like people talking, yep. he is the yep. equivalent of a Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Attitude Era or a Hulk Hogan in like the Golden Era, essentially. Yeah, that that is the sort. In my opinion, that's the sort of impact that Punk is having just now on the wrestling business. Yeah, he's he's the Rock, isn't he? He's, he's Stone yeah. Cold. He's he's Hulk. He's whoever you want to fucking put him up there with. Yep, so, so that's one thing. Massive kudos to Triple H in terms of getting over himself and identifying that and, you know, making the, t- making the tough call. It would be tough because Punk didn't miss him, you know, in the Colt Cabana um, podcast. Yeah, he, he, didn't, he didn't miss him at all. He, he went through him, nailed him to the ground. But the second thing about Triple H is this has been really refreshing because if you had looked at Twitter, obviously you said there at the beginning that... Um, you know, it, it was touch and go up until like 10 days or even to the day of, of the thing. But if you looked on all the wrestling Twitters or the wrestling like dirt sheets, etc., they were convinced it was not happening. So basically, Triple H has managed, since he's taken control of creative, they've yep. managed to shore any form of leak. And I think that's down to just the fact that it's a much happier place for them to work. You know, people aren't pissed off. People don't want to make an easy buck. I think... Massive congratulations to Triple H in terms of keeping the ship nice and tight and allowing the wrestling fans to get that genuine pop. And I'll do a third thing here. Did you see the did you see the the, the copyright thing in Survivor Series? So when yes. 
Yep. Again, it's yep. just little things like that. So for those that don't know in the wrestling business, at the end of different, sh- at the end of the shows, basically you know it's going to end because the copyright sign uh, comes up at the bottom left hand corner of of your of the program, so the screen that you're watching, and. That came up before Punk's music hit, so everybody was under the impression, "Ah, oh, shit, he's not going to appear." All it's right, done. okay, fair enough. This is it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, bang, it hits, and the pop was insane, absolutely it's insane. One of the one of the biggest one of the biggest loudest pops in the history of wrestling. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I I don't I don't think that can be um, that can be sort of argued against, really. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to. What I am trying to do now. I thought about it. I need to find out what the attendance was. Survivor Series. Let's have a quick Google. You keep. You keep going, mate. You keep. Going. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I can't remember. In fact, there's probably a handful of times where the crowd actually exceeds the level of music of an entrance. So the one I'm mm-hmm. thinking about is. Triple H actually returning from his quad injury at Madison Square Gardens. If you remember that, that pot was yep. insane. You've had obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin numerous, numerous times. You've got Hulk Hogan numerous times. Those are that's the level we're talking about here with CM Punk. Absolutely incredible. It was seven seventeen thousand one hundred and thirty eight people. That's crazy. So that was like obviously that's a big attendance. It's a big arena, but holy shit! Like that was like WrestleMania level noise. It was insane. Insane. I like I've I found the video. I was watching it. I was watching it on Sunday morning when I was hanging out of my ass. By the way, I'll, <laughs> I'll say that it was, and I was just like I must have watched. I think like my missus Kelly, she she must have got wound up with me watching it so many times. I was just lying there, just like on on repeat, just going back to the moment when the music hits and just because he gets two pops, he, yep. he, he gets the pop for the music, and then when he walks out through the through like mm-hmm. the curtain. It all it just goes up again because it's like he's that's his music okay like and then it's like oh my god he is actually here and he looks good man he looks healthy he looks happy. Look at like a yeah you look at a photograph of him long before he left and he like he's de-aged about 10 years he left fucking yeah. aw and it's nuts man it's nuts he looks really good he looks really good and so like so we talk about reactions. I don't know if you were going to ask this question, but we'll sort of lay this up. With Rollins, like, losing his mind, telling him to get the fuck out of here and fuck off, and, like, like being held back by by the other wrestlers and by security and stuff. And have you seen the reaction mm, that yeah, saw it, yeah. Michael yeah. Cole did? Like, the Michael Cole reaction when his music hit? Yep. He launched his, launched his phone or whatever it is across the table, like, pissed off. And But the thing is, was, was that the up-close one of uh, Michael Cole? Because there's, I think there's been two videos. I saw one on TikTok okay. earlier on today where it's a, you, you know, one of the the sort of we'll call it the hard angle for um, the commentary where you can see the sort yes, of diagonal. Yes, looking up at the commentators. So yeah, 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 they're yeah. both standing up, and Michael Cole's actually doing uh, like a hand gesture, like he was expecting it. So I don't believe that, because oh, again, it's all been reported that no one knew that he was coming back. Right? I don't believe that for a second. I think that's a that's a Vince McMahon type thing of doing. I don't think Triple H, Triple H is smarter than that. He he wouldn't tell. He wouldn't tell Cole. So that, that I, I would imagine. So I'm. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm no, going to no, cut you off. Anyway. Um, the mentality of very very good commentators. 
are, and I'm not saying Michael Gold is very good. He's just he learned from lots of people who were very good, and he's mm-hmm. the best we've got now. Yeah. Um, people like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler and um, just whoever, like you mean the 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 bigger guys, Gordon Solis of the world, the the fucking whoever, like when Paul Heyman was on commentary, all these all these bigger guys. They didn't want to know the results of the match. They didn't want to know the angles. They didn't want to know the, the the surprises and all that sort of stuff. So their reactions were genuine. And Michael Cole wasn't on commentary at the time at all. Yeah, um, there was no talking. Whether like Triple H gave him the Iggy, because apparently the last couple of minutes of the show, Triple H took over the headset backstage and like took over the the, the direction of the show as well. So took over like what cameras and things to to do. So. I wouldn't imagine Cole found out. It would, I, I would be really surprised if he did. I'd be really surprised if he did, but I haven't seen that clip, so I'm, you might need to find that out yeah, and send it across it. to me. But, but uh, genuinely, like I, I, it would be really surprising if if that was the case. I. I what, just, what do you think about so- Rollins' reaction? Though? Do you think that was legit, or do you think it is a work? Probably a bit of both. Um, either way, shit. I don't. I don't care. I think it's fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, for him to be swearing. On a live event while the pay per view is still ongoing, um, is amazing. Whichever way you look at it, whether it's yeah. a work or a shoot, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, it shows a different sort of. If it is a work, that shows a really good direction and and making it real, which is what I want to yeah. see. Um, if it's a shoot, then person issues draw money, brother. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like they'll they'll make some money. Before. They'll make they'll make some money. They're both professional enough not to go in there and hurt each other. It's not easy, as if he's going in against a page who's going to go into business for himself or some little prick. Rollins is very good. He knows exactly where his bread's buttered. He knows exactly what he's doing. And Punk is exactly the same. They can go in there, make all the money they want to make, and just ride off into the sunset. And either way they go, it's fucking brilliant. I, I honestly, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I haven't watched. I haven't had Raw or SmackDown um, like TiVo'd on my box for probably about three years. Yep. And I like when I made it out of bed and entered <laughs> real life on Sunday, I I put Raw on as a as a series link, and it was just it felt odd. Um, and I watched the promo yesterday, so I I, I got back from work and put the promo on because I wanted to watch it. Yep. That much so, I had my little eighteen-month-year-old boy running around, uh, eighteen-month-old <laughs> boy running around ch- chanting CM Punk, which is the best thing ever. That's so. But um, it's like it's just amazing. Have you seen the the um, the uh, the ratings from Raw? Have you seen this? Uh, it's again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like today. the well, I think it's more Survivor Series, so I don't know. No, Raw, I don't. Okay, so they've had a. Um, one one million eight hundred eighty four thousand viewers, and an eighteen to forty nine. So, like the key demographic yeah. of a point six five. So it's about six hundred and fifty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a four hundred thousand increase from the last god Whoa. few months. Um, it's crazy. They they've barely sort of made it over one and a half million, like barely since. Probably halfway through August, maybe. Wow. So, obviously they've had another another return, but 
it's the, the key demographic, mate, has gone from a 0 0.5 or just under a 0 0.5 uh, to a obviously a point point six point six five or whatever it is. What was it? I've just said point six five. Yeah, point six. So they've had they've had like a 15, 16 point key demographic jump in that four hundred thousand, which is huge, massive. So yeah, and one of them was me. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you. No, but, it, but it's just like I'm. I want to see him on my television screen. It, it's that simple. He's for him to go away for seven years. Um, it's probably not like the best thing he did. Like you don't know what it's got. Like what you've yeah. got until it's gone. Like you need to need to go away and learn a new hold. You need to be missed. Like you know, I mean, people need to miss you or whatever. He just went away. He didn't need it. He just went away and done what he needed to do. He's had two of the greatest comebacks in wrestling history ever. Yep. Within be. three, within what three years? Two years? Yep. <laughs> two years? Again, um, it shows oh, the impact right. he has. Sorry, again, sorry to cut you off. This is more of the Survivor no, no, Series side of it. Just okay. the mere rumor of um appearing, and I, I mean, obviously, it was in Chicago. I mean, it was it was always going to be a success if like he either was a reveal to appear or was rumored to appear. Mm -hmm. But apparently, WB announced that it, that particular event broke records for viewership for gate yeah. and merchandise sales. It saw a 44% increase in viewership compared to last year. And I, I legitimately think, obviously there were returns, which we'll talk about in the middle section, but that's down, no. it's got to be down to, to the the pure possibility. He's he done, he done it with Rampage. Yeah. He sold out Rampage in, like, what was it, 20 minutes with, with, mm -hmm. with, uh, on a on a rumour, on a, on a, a, a prayer... That he would be there. Yep. Like that. This this. Everybody needs to stop being a dickhead on the internet and start to wake up and realize how much of a big deal CM Punk was, has always been, and is. Like everyone needs to start fucking waking up and smelling the coffee with it because it is. He's a he's the guy, man. He's the guy. If you if you look at it from facts, you can look at it from facts. If you look at it from work, you can look at it from work. Whichever way you want to look at this shit. If you want to look at it from promos, which we're going to discuss, like shortly, you know, like this guy, he is the conversation as as one of the goats of wrestling. He mm -hmm. really has to be, and I think everyone needs to everyone needs to just start realizing that just because he's not fucking six foot four and two fifty and whatever, or he can do a fucking double indie Vernon Schneebitz 450, fucking whatever. Like, the guy is money. Is money. And that's, and we, we talk about Raw. What did he, what was the last thing he said? I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And he'll like, make a shed load of money. And he'll make a shitload. Did you see the little, um, little, little lap or half attempted lap of honor that he did around the ring? I did, At yeah, yeah, it's so good. As it was going to black, as oh. a middle finger to um, a certain buckarino. I done the, I done the what the Leonardo DiCaprio once upon a time in Hollywood thing. <laughs> Look at that! Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> done the done the gift. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. I right, just, okay. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. So the question I've got for you then, right, is we've talked about yeah. he's going to make money. It's um, people need to put a bit of respect on the, the name of CM Punk. How is Tony Khan feeling? I mean, I hope he's feeling sicker than than a fucking. I hope he's feeling as rough as I was on Sunday morning. That's how that's how rough I hope he was feeling. 
the guy the guy's a knob like i had so much faith and like belief in this guy and the noises he was making and the stuff that he could do he's an idiot he's a fucking idiot uh i sent you that thing didn't i he got was it bbc west midlands um hold on i'll find it okay here it is uh, tony khan was asked about cm punk returning mm. to wwe can't talk about that nor do i think it's the time or the place but i appreciate you asking and i'm very excited about aw all in at wembley stadium not to dodge or duck your question it's something i just can't legally talk about and then you had like fucking triple h getting asked about it at the at the uh the presser after survivor series and he was just the most like coherent and like beautifully spoken man about this whole situation really level-headed non-inflammatory just cracked on and just said what needed to be said in a way that everybody could understand mm-hmm. and it, it just wiped the floor with him sit Tony just... Khan didn't realize what was happening then, the first time. So the, 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 the fucking hell, when they all burst into his fucking room and tried to kick his head in. Mm-hmm. And he definitely didn't get it with the Jack Perry incident at Wembley. So he's not going to get it. He probably doesn't really fully understand what was going on now. Yep. I mean, he, he probably is just like probably floating around in a mist of, of whatever um, chemicals that are him through his day. Allegedly. <laughs> um it's just one of those things like the guy the guy just he just he he clearly doesn't get it you've had qt marshall who who's been there since day one with Mm -hmm. with aw and he's come out he's he's resigned he's come out and said that the the company's going in a direction which i don't believe in like it's all about matchmaking and not storyline like story driven um like feuds and things and you can see that whether they need a booker, they need somebody who knows what they're doing. They need a, they need someone who can run the business well and knows how to, to work with wrestlers and isn't trying to be everybody's friend. And they need a booker to be able to book these long feuds and book these things what people want to get invested in because it's only going one way and it's sad. I was, I would, you know, me and a few of the guys who listen to this will mm-hmm. know me. I am such, I was such a was, is, am, whatever. A huge AEW fan. Yep. I was so excited to like see cheers and see these guys and see this this alternative programming because WWE has been awful. I haven't watched it for so long. I watch the odd pay per view or the odd match. Someone tells me it's amazing, um, and I never miss Royal Rumble or, or WrestleMania. But like, I just I can't watch any of the weekly shows. Like, I probably still won't watch the weekly shows now unless something really good <laughs> happens. I'll watch the CM Punk segments, but whatever. But I was so excited for to have these guys on my television and these. These newer people. I never missed the dynamite. I haven't watched the dynamite since probably a week after Wembley. So that was August. Yeah. It's it, it is for me, it's literally turning into like two thousand and one WCW. Yep. And it's that conversation, really, right? really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. Oh mate. I just think but it was I, like, I just think it's ironic. The yeah. biggest return in wrestling happened on the same night of collision, which was his show. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was CM Punk show. That's why they created it yep. to get give him sort of creative control of that entire program. And it's and just... there's there's information on on the collision um, thingies, the collision uh, ratings, and it's just going down and down and down, um, percentage wise over uh, collisions from the start of the year. I think it's down about 
25%, I think it was. Jeez. I'm trying to find it. Yeah, it's. I think they started. They started at like obviously they started about eight hundred thousand or whatever, and they, they were averaging about eight eight hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. Since Punk, I think the the last one was three hundred and forty thousand or three hundred fourteen thousand was the last. Yep. Collision. So. But again, yeah. the, the debut episode of Collision, right? That was the one where obviously Punk came back after uh, um, the second time. Probably um, when I'm telling lies. You know, and it's it was an alternative to what was offered. So it was an opportunity for AEW to get away from their... Now, they've got a core base of fans that love what they do, right? And that's absolutely yep. fine. But yep. in order for you to get the laps fan, or in order for you... We've talked about this before. In order for you to grow yep. as a business, uh, in the business of wrestling, you need to have something that people can latch onto. I mean, you'll have people our age, slightly older, that will remember the Stone Cold Steve Austins, that will remember even the Hulk Hogan's back in the day, and they still want that. They want the the flamboyant like storylines and, and stuff like that, but for me, Dynamite doesn't do that. It's all about who can get in their shit. You know, it's like, it's a set arranged moves. You, I mean, you could copy and paste a Young Bucks tag team match. I've said this before when we did the tag team overrated. You know, you can copy and paste any one of their matches and put it in anywhere, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference because it's exactly the same match every single time. You know? They're getting found out now. They're having to take a bit of time off because nobody, nobody, nobody wants cares. to see them anymore. They, they're they're a turn off that that the ratings indicate that when they're on the show, when they're on the screen, people turn away. The biggest loss of ratings and on Dynamite is Young Bucks and uh, the women's matches. Well. And also Kenny is in there as well, which is really bad. So. If he's yeah, your star, it's not yeah. good. It's not good at it's all. Not good. I mean, we we will talk more about CM Punk and Survivor Series and even the aftermath of it and like what's next in terms of um, superstars moving because you know we're we're getting to the stage now where contracts will be up. You know, I think MGF has signed with AEW. I think the the bidding war of twenty twenty four won't happen. Right. Yeah, I don't think There's that'll happen. There. But if, uh, we'll we'll do a comparison. It's a mistake. I'll be honest with you. It's a big mistake. Yeah. Huge mistake for him. Oh, but we'll God. we'll wait and see, you know. We'll, we'll yeah. wait and see. Um, but yeah, so we'll I've do that. Wrong in the before, mate. In 1997, I was wrong once. So I've been wrong before. We'll see. We we'll shall see. see. But we'll pick this up again later <laughs> on in the sh- in the show. Yeah, we'll call it a show. Why not? Because it is a show. It's a performance it from show, me mate. and Hoxie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a show okay. for me, mate. There's no performing here. I'm me. God damn it! <laughs> it's still real to me. Damn it. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. So. Let's get started with episode 6. Like I say, it is the best mic workers in wrestling. The top 10, in our opinion, because opinions matter, um, and they mean nothing at all at the same time. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the different people that we think are the best promo or the best mic worker in wrestling history. Whether they make you happy, sad, angry, or they just make you feel something. That's the sort of criteria I went down for the list. So, Hoxie, do you want to start us with our number 10? I started last time, so you can start this time. Oh, did you? So okay, well, you there you go. go Memory. Yeah. Eight for four beauty, mate. Okay, uh, my number 10 is the master of the DDT, Jake the Snake Roberts. <clears throat> okay, in terms of promo, okay, we're not talking about a person. Okay, we know Jake the Snake. Okay, we let's let's just let's just clarify that just now. 
Okay, and <laughs> when... <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's my list. It's my list. Damn it. Um, so yeah, Jake the Snake Crazy. for me growing up was the guy that made you crap yourself. You know, there's something about whenever someone is that sort of intense, but like they have that sort of religious aspect to them as well. It's creepy as fuck, and it still creeps you out to this day. Okay. Um, so yeah, for me, Jake the Snake, in terms of promo work, in terms of psychology, I think he is, he's got to go down as one of the better ones in the business. Um, there's two promotions, uh, two promos that he, he cut that always come to mind. It's an old one and a more recent one. The The old one is WrestleMania 6 when he was going up against Ted DiBiase um, for the million dollar belt. And it was just intensity personified. You don't need to shout or rant and rave it's 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 the sort of the the tonal register they had he maintained it yeah. all the way through and you know from start to finish you could he had you you know it's like he had you in the like the palm of his hand it, it's like the um you know if we're going snake wise it's like the jungle book you know the snake and jungle book you just look in his eyes and he sort of hypnotizes you a little bit and jake the snake's words were like that um, so that was the old school one. If, if you haven't seen that, check it out. It, it, it's just pure intensity. And then the, the more recent one was actually in AEW when he debuted in AEW and he came out with Cody. And I think it just shows how 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 he has the audience in the palm of the hand. Because if you watch that promo, and I watched it again recently just to, to um, double check my, my recollection, and there was a bit where he actually looked like he forgot what he was going to say next. But the audience was like silent, and you know, for that sort of audience, yeah. AEW, which is quite a, an indie audience, right? To keep them silent, smart, a smart you, audience, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he had them in the palm of his hands, and you know that there was what was the bit? It was the bit near the end. It was the end of the promo. It was like um, a wise man once told me, like you never turn your back on someone you respect or your fear, and then he turned his back in Cody through the microphone and just walked out, and it was yeah. like holy shitballs it's like it's that sort of just genius psychology and just the way he like articulates himself it's for me he scared the crap out of me as a child you know he, he certainly has his flaws as a person he might be the, the biggest piece of crap known to man but yeah. in terms of psychology and wrestling i don't think you can go much past jake the snake i think he was i think he was awesome in terms of psychology and in the mic I, I I can't disagree. He he always used to say like when if you if you if you if you go out there ranting and raving and stuff, it's like oh my god, what the hell? If you speak really quiet, mm-hmm. you draw people in. People are like, what's he saying? And it mm-hmm. makes them listen. If you're watching at home, if you're in the room, what the what's he saying? Mm-hmm. And it makes you listen to what he's saying, and it takes it all in. He had the um thing he's the thing with the with the DDT like short ride, bad landing. I used to love that. I think that's such a cold like way of describing it. Like that was his little thing for it when it took like a short bed landing. I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was one of the li- um, shortlisted for me. He didn't make it on my list, mate. But um, he's up there, definitely. Trust definitely. me. That that's how he always used to end them yeah. as well. As so. trust me, trust me. Yeah. I, I, I think it was the gravel <laughs> of his voice as well that just yeah. And again, sorry, I'm I'm just going to go on just for a little bit longer. Oh, mate, you, you go know, on, you he, crack on. He looked, obviously, he, he looked hard as nails, but he looked like your average Joe sort of 
like American guy, ironically, in a bar fight type guy. You know, it yes. wasn't like your total like roided up <laughs> fuckwit. He was like yeah. a guy that you know He'd would glass you over the back of your head or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And That's I a think, come at you there, mate. Yeah, exactly. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just like yeah, for for me, he's. I don't think he. I don't think he gets the respect he deser- he deserves, which is a shame, you know, because of all these issues and because of it, like he's yeah stuff yeah. like that. But I think the mind he had for the business. I think I'm glad DDP saved him. You know, I think yeah. it would have been a massive loss to the industry. I think AEW could benefit from a Jake the Snake. You know, in terms of if they actually listen to what you say in terms of psychology. Yeah. You know, yeah. because he, he's been there. He's done it. He didn't win the big one, but. He, was so he didn't good, need man. to, did he? he didn't really? need to. It was yeah. one of those things. It's like Mr. Yeah, Perfect. Was... Didn't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it my would number be nice ten for them to have, but they didn't. Yeah. 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 My cool. number ten, Jake the Snake Roberts. Cool. No arguments there, mate. No arguments there at all. Over to you, Mr. Hawks. So my number ten is Chris Jericho. He is the the, the master of reinvention himself. When you look at Sort of over the years, we, we've had discussion about mm. Jericho before, and I've and I've sort of laid my laid my sort of stall out about Jericho. Like he was my favourite of all time, and I think the last couple of years has really tainted it for me. So he's probably sort of dropped down the list, of maybe one or two places. But the guy is on the mic. There isn't very many people when he's when he's on it and he's involved and he's and he's serious and and stuff. He, there's nobody better. And you look at all the characters and all the the heel and the faces and like you, the personas that he's had. I hate using the term persona, but it's the easiest way to explain it. The personas that he's had over the years. Like you look at some of those amazing moments and those amazing promos. I mean, you go back, which is probably his most famous, really, the man of a thousand and four holds that, <laughs> that promo against Dean Malenko back in WCW. Like that's when you look at moments in WCW history overall that always gets brought into that conversation. And yeah. it was funny, but when he got in the ring with Malenko and when he got involved, it was it was serious. And that's what I really liked about Jericho when he was being like the, 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 the mad Jericho. He, he was joking. He was taking the piss, but it wasn't like hokey. It wasn't corny. It was almost like smart ass. And I'm trying to wind you up and it would yeah. work. You know what I mean? Like the whole like, the list and getting the massive list of paper out and it folding on the floor like <laughs> fucking a hundred times and his armbar, the Saskatchewan fucking whatever it was, like screwball, armbar, like it's just amazing. Um, and the, the one when he when he started wearing the suit in that sort of like two, late two thousand period of time, mid two thousand period of time when he when he wore the suit and came out with like the shorter hair and. He would talk really slow, like this. Are you listening to what I'm saying in. to Are you, you right to now? Right now, yeah. The one where he had the feud with Michaels, and he smashed Michaels' head through the telly so and just beat the fuck out of him. It's like when he turned heel on him. Yep. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was like the the highlight. Whatever it was, like, I'm the best. Yeah. He, he was like he turned on Michaels there and then smashed his face through the in the. They just off to the races like. He's had some amazing heels, like the list of Jericho. Like that's a gimmick, but it was all to do with a promo, like the click of the pen and stuff. Like for him to think about stuff like this, it's just 
amazing stuff. Some of the some of the promos he's done in AEW when he's been on it have been amazing. Mm. His debut when he when he when he come to WWE in in ninety nine like that's probably my all time favorite like re, like debut with a wrestler. Um, like the, the the countdown and he comes out and has that promo with with the Rock like that's a big deal. Yeah. Like welcome to Raw is Jericho. Like just all that sort of stuff. He had he had to make it on my list when he. Like, so we we'll have the goat conversation or people have the goat conversation. He has to come into it. He has to come into that conversation and yeah, he's he's one of the best on the mic. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely no argument from me there. I, I totally agree with you. Yep. Um, he's actually my number nine, so I'll 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 I wouldn't say much. There we go. There, so there you go. Um, cool. Yep. Yeah, Chris Jericho. I, I, he was what before this. Uh, we started recording. I said there were like six or seven that were a lock on the list, and Jericho was yep. one of them. Um, yeah, just he, he had to be right. Just, he just had to be. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Great. And start. if you can argue, you're wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, opinions mean everything and nothing at the same time. But if you don't have the same opinion as me and Hoxie, you're wrong. Um, yep. Okay, moving on, Hoxie, to your number nine. My number nine is. Um, he was one that wasn't going to make it on the list, but the more and more I thought about it, and the more and more I was messing around with it, like I had to get him on. Um, it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Uh, I was going to put him as my honourable mention, but the more and more I thought about it, I I was like, he needs to get on here. He needs to make it on my list. Like he is. There's people. On some of the lists that we've done that I've left off because they've been like newer wrestlers or younger wrestlers or they haven't been around as much or whatever. And I was thinking about that with this guy and I was like, do you know what? No, because he's just the fucking man, isn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, mm. right now, there is there is nobody that can touch him and hasn't been able to touch him for a long time. Um, he's just you give him it. He he's the best at blurring the lines with with all of this with everything um it's it's him it really is him like the kayfabe thing to him almost is he's probably 95 percent kayfabe which yeah. is just, he does it on when he's on twitter he does it if he's on like you see videos of him when he's meeting fans in airports and stuff like he'll do it but he'll do it in character like he'll give you an autograph but he'll take the piss out of you while he was while he's doing it like he's the man and some of the promos you give him a mile and just let him run run wild and nothing's off limits he's clever he's funny he draws the money so he, he there's a really famous thing D dusty Rhodes used to say to like even the wwe guys when he was in when he was in charge of nxt he like he would say where's the money baby like <laughs> you can say whatever you want on the mic if you ain't selling anything you ain't selling shit like you need to make money. That's the whole yeah. point of a promo is to make people buy into what you're doing. He he'll make money all day long. He says stuff that's inflammatory. He says stuff that gets other people riled up. He gets he says stuff that confuses other people. You can see them struggling when they're trying to mm. retort to what he's saying. Like the guy is incredible. His voice, his volume. Sometimes he doesn't need a fucking mic. You know what I mean? He's just amazing. Um, the the promo stuff. Like the, the shit that he was doing with Cody, like sort of 2019 time, the, um, the stuff obviously with Punk, like fuck me, come on guys, you know Best what I mean? Thing oh, done. Just yeah, without without a shadow of a doubt, 
the the bit where the the photograph promo we did <laughs> with Punk, um, just you're used to him coming out and taking it, and, and he showed so many different levels of of like emotion and hate and pain and anger and like anguish and everything. It it wasn't like he wasn't acting. It was like holy shit, like it's real. It's shit. It's real. Like it, it isn't. We know it isn't. But fuck me, right now, this is real. Right now, like what I'm watching, um, the fucking state of the state of address thing he did when he was just reading through people. Yeah, that it was a feud against MGF, wasn't it? A feud against um, Oxley, just mm-hmm. just absolutely wiping the floor with everybody and everything, and just he's just star, incredible. Just yeah, he's just money. Honestly, he's money. The more and more I'm thinking about it now, I'm a bit annoyed he isn't far, far, further up the list. But there's lots of other people to go through yet. But if I'm had, honest, he had to make it on. I'm surprised it on he's he's lower down on your list. I'm really I'm, I'm shocked at that. I, I mean, I, so, I, 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 get, I get the impression I know who's going to be on your list because of a conversation yeah. we've had in the past. So yeah. I get it. It's just, yeah, okay, cool. I, I, so I agree the, with you. He's a star. So he, he like I said at, at the start, I. I was sort of in two minds where I was putting him on because, oh, he's only been around a few years. Like, like Rhea Ripley didn't make it onto my women's one because she isn't there yet, if you know what I mean. But, like, I I had to get him on. Love it. He's him and him and Punk are like the best things in wrestling right now for me. No degrees. So good. So good. So, yeah. MGF, number nine. Good. Solid start from Hoxie there. Okay. Man number nine, I've already mentioned it, is Jericho. Um, Jericho had to be on the list somewhere. Um, if you look at his work, like you say, it's the man of a thousand and four holds. There is actually a website that lists all thousand and four holes as well. Um, Amazing! Actually, it's so good. Um, I'll I'll forward the link on to you later. I might put it on um, so our good. Twitter as well. <laughs> Stick it on the Twitter. It's like yes. num- number one arm drag, number two arm bar, number four arm bar, number eight arm bar, and then it goes all the way down <laughs> to like a thousand and four arm bar. <laughs> it's just it's so fucking good, man. I, I just love Jericho. Then you obviously went into his uh, work in WWE and, like you say, one of the best, if not the best, debut of a superstar uh, in any company, in my opinion. And then you had these different iterations of Y2J. You know, you had him as the sort of cocky heel and then it was the, the uber-over baby face. And, you know, uh, up until now, you've got Y2J or Chris Jericho in AEW and his mic work is the strongest part of his game right now in AEW. You know, and yeah. it helps because, unfortunately, he is getting on. It is his in-ring talent is there, but it's not as good as it used to be. It's sort of mediocre, you could call it. You know, it's which is really harsh to say, but I think if you compare it to his previous work, it's just not as good. But his mic work is still the strongest. He can still sell. You know, he, in terms of he can sell anything. Like you say, where's the money? He can he can sell that. You know, he can sell anything, any sort of feud that he's in. As I say, you had these. He's also here. like. When he, if you watch him, when the other, when you say if he's in with like some of the, like the pinnacle guys or the JS or whatever, when he's in there with other people, he's like directing them yeah. as well, which yeah. is so he's not known only in control of himself. It's like everybody okay, give him a signal or but it's just yeah. have that much mental awareness to know when to do it and what to do it. It's just brilliant. Yeah, sorry, sorry. To no, no, no. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit with like there was a feud obviously with CM Punk and Raw, and you know it's. It's he, there's a bit of it. He goes, um, he he's part of a a dying breed where they were given absolutely nothing but took absolutely everything. 
You know, and, and that's absolutely true. I don't think you can put it any better than that. You know, his heel work or his face work on the mic is just so, so good. You know, again, heel part with Punk. Again, if you haven't seen that, go and check it out. Um, his face work, you know, if he's taking the piss out of Stephanie McMahon, you know, whole, whole beast, you know, when he's talking about yeah. her and Rhino, it's, <laughs> you know, absolutely agree with you 100%. One of the greatest of yeah. all time. Uh, I think he's definitely in the, the conversation. If you look at all facets of the wrestling industry, he would need to be in discussion for like the Mount Rushmore type thing as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he had to be on my list. Again, as I said, I think I said at the beginning, it's a case of this, for me, was ordering that I found really, really difficult. He could be much higher, and again, tomorrow, if you ask me, he probably could be a lot higher. Um, but yeah, Chris Jericho's man number nine. <clears throat> Excuse me. There we go. Okay, speaking about ordering, and again... This one might surprise how low he is. It's actually the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Okay. And the reason we've talked about it before, Ric Flair is 1 or 1A of the greatest of all time. And his mic work is a major proponent of that. I think what has sort of sullied me to Ric Flair to make him number 8 on mic work is just his recent... You know, not his recent, recent stuff, but sort of post-Sean, post-TNA really, because the stuff he did with um, Jay Lethal was quite funny and stuff like that. He was, he was solid that that way, but it's just, I don't know, it's it, it sort of, he's missed opportunity to go away gracefully um, again. But if you think about someone, like you said with MGF, it's him. He lived that gimmick and what he, he, he was the nature boy. You know, he was that kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing son of a gun. He... <laughs> And on the mic, it was just golden. He was the mouthpiece of um, the Four Horsemen. And the Four Horsemen could talk, you know. It wasn't a case of they needed this one major mouthpiece, but all four of them could do the job, depending on what iteration you're talking about. But yeah, it's, it's again, Ric Flair, similar to Jericho, had to be on the list somewhere. Um, one of my favourites of all time. But yeah, it's just, I think it's just that there's people on there that, on the list further up that sort of make me feel something a little bit more, if that makes sense, which it is, but yeah, I, I couldn't leave Flair out. I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to... I, num- I know. Number eight. Yep, number eight. I, I, I don't really know what to say here, Shields, if I'm, if I'm honest with you. I think what um, you've got to remember, though, right, is... We didn't see him in his prime, or or I certainly didn't see him in his prime in terms of his mic work and stuff. We're talking like when he was in NWA, when he was like sort of early WCW. That that's Ric Flair in his prime. We saw Ric Flair reaching the sort of on the downward slope, and obviously I've I've looked I've watched Ric Flair's promos in the past, and you know they are incredible. You know some of the some of the the feuds he had and the mic work he had for the feuds was incredible. But yeah, for me, it's he had to be on the list. And again, it's an ordering thing. And and you could ask me again. I say this every time. You could ask me tomorrow, and he'd be much much higher. But yeah, for me, right here, right now, he's number eight. Jesus. Okay. It's fine. It's fine, John. <laughs> yeah, you you do you, hon. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> I am absolutely fucking gobsmacked that he is only at number eight. 
Wow. Wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's fine. And this is the last episode of Mark Out of Tennis. Hoxie doesn't want to do it again. <laughs> we'll talk about Ric Flair a little bit later on. I, I fully expected that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, right, what is it me or is it you? Uh, me? It's you. It's you. It's me. Number seven. Yes. Uh, number, number seven. Eight. No, uh, yeah, oh, number, number eight. eight. Yeah, 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 number eight. Shit, sorry. Number eight for me is Vince McMahon. Okay. So, when we think about, like, when we think about wrestling history, and this is what we're doing, we are going down the annals of time right now, the the annals of time is 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 the route that we're going down with, with, these, with these lists, unless it's, like, the best wrestlers in the world right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you look at this, at this guy, he... And I wrote down on a piece of paper, and I've put no pun. I've written down this. I've put he's just an absolute boss. Like he's like you look at the promos that he did throughout his throughout his life, um, throughout his career. Like you've got like, the ruthless aggression thing, um, the whole attitude era promo that he did when he was sort of we're gonna go down another uh, a route of of attitude and like introducing these amazing moments knowing exactly what to say and when to say it fucking all the shit he did with stone cold mm -hmm. you've got to grab your competition by the throat you know what i mean the fucking buying wcw it was me austin it was me all along like you've got the easy way or the hard way stuff with fucking stone cold you've got all the shit that he that he did like the backstage skits that he used to do, the funny stuff, the fucking like. I always, I there's a bit, I, and I can never remember what it is. I think he sat down doing an interview with Stephanie and like one of the security guys is like, oh, he's here, he's and he's like, what? And he like jumps in, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, and they're like running down <laughs> the fucking corridor, just like all this incredible stuff, like all these amazing promos, and then you've got it, what what I probably consider myself is the the birth of of the rest of the WWF sort of life in the, in the start of the attitude era is mm -hmm. the Brett screwed bet Brett promo yeah, which yeah. is which is where Vince Vince McMahon turned into Mr McMahon mm -hmm. on that promo and that is the that is the catalyst that's the the genesis moment of why wrestling and the WWF WWE is as big as it is right now was that moment that that roar in November of ninety seven or whatever it was, because it was obviously after the after the screw job. Like that was he's there with a a bruise on his eye, like a black eye, having this conversation, this promo as Mr. McMahon. He has to be he has to be on this on this list. He's just the guy. Like he's amazing. Absolute beast. And memorable moments, memorable promos. Like he it was all in his head. Yeah. He knew how to say it. Like you're fired. Like you're how fired, many yeah. times have you fucking said that to somebody, or wanted to say that to somebody, or heard other people say it in like a joking way? Like this guy's transcend wrestling is, a little bit, right? Yeah, this guy's stuff is here. Like it, it's in the the fucking the zeitgeist, isn't it? Like he's a big deal, man. He's the, a big deal, and he's just a great a great promo as well. When he's he's in there with anybody, anybody that's ever been. Yeah. 
he 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 knows what to do. He knows when to be funny. He knows when to be smart. He knows when to be serious. He just excuse me, just blurring the lines of of stuff as well. The guy was incredible, incredible. He's Vincent not. Man. Yeah, he's not on my list, but he was on like sort of the wider list, and I think he, yeah. I think he was like the last one or two to like to get removed, which is unfortunate. There's two things, two promos that always come to mind for me with Vince, but and there's moments, obviously, like the you're fired. Uh, it was me all along, Austin. Those two, yeah. like those great moments, but the two sort of promos that always come to mind for me, and I'll always go back and watch them on like YouTube or whatever, is when he brings the NWO in. He's doing the black and yes. black. it was on SmackDown, I think it was, and yep. he's doing the sort of backstage promos, and it split over the SmackDown. It wasn't just one whole promo, and you know, I'm going to inject it with a lethal dose of poison, and I'll kill it, me and the N W. Oh. That 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 there, it, it's, it's a goosebump type thing, and the other one is, you know, um, when he brings back the Rock during the invasion angle. It's like, um, I think Stone Cold had already like um, went over and The Rock was obviously in Hollywood, but he was like storyline, he was suspended. And, and he goes through like all The Rock's um, like different things. It's like, tell me Rock, can you still bring it? Can you still lay the smack it down? And, and, and he goes through all of it. <laughs> and then at the end he goes, come back Rock, because what we want to do is smell what The Rock is. Cook it. Again, if you haven't seen that promo... It will if it doesn't give you goosebumps. You're not a wrestling fan, dude. Will you make a fucking note to like send me that? Because I, you know, I probably you have seen it, but probably then. But you know what I mean? Like I probably haven't. I I don't really know what you're talking about. If I see it, and I might recognize it, but Seriously? I need to oh, see right. that. Don't know I need that. to watch that. Yeah, so I'll I'll send that to you just now. So it, it's one of the best thing ever, and it, it does get you. And then. I, again, this is just an or segue into it. It's a case of like once that happens, the next um, Monday Night Raw is actually, and I'll always remember it, it's in Philadelphia, and you're waiting for um, like The Rock to turn up because he needs to make a decision whether he's going to go back to the WWF at the time or if he's going to go over to the Alliance. And Shane and Steph and Paul Heyman are at one side trying to like. You know, trying to fight for the rock, and, and you see like cars pulling up, and someone like comes out. I can't remember who comes out of the limo, but everybody's expecting the rock, and it's not him. And then, like before the last sort of segment of Monday Night Raw, it goes to commercial, and it's like the Rocky Balboa um, statue, and then it pans yeah. wider, and then you see the rock, you know, his usual profile, just looking up. And then he stares at the camera and then he walks off and then it goes into the break and then it comes back and then his music pops and it's just, honest to God, it, it, it's just, it, yeah, Vince McMahon, I totally agree with you. He, he probably should be on my list, but yeah, he's, he's fucking different class as well. So yeah. Sorry, that's a bit of a segue there. Shit. Good like, shit. It's like, this is this is the thing, it's like, oh, like I forgot about it or I've never seen it or you need to go out your way. Like, this is what we want. Like yep. some of the people out there who listen to this. If they're younger or if they're older or whatever, they might not have seen this sort of stuff. So it's cool, man. Like I, said, I can't even fucking remember it. So I'll definitely two thousand and one. So that just shows you. I mean, what what's that? Twenty two years ago. Twenty two years ago. Right. You can still and, remember it, and it's still in my head, and it, I can always yeah, remember yeah. the follow up at Raws as well. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> it's about how does it make you feel? What the impact is there? Anyway, moving on, or we'll be here talking about Vinny Mac all night long. All night. So you're number seven, Mister Hawks. <clears throat> My number seven is CM Punk. 
Okay. Uh, he's not higher up my list because obviously I'll I will explain a little bit more as we go through the people who are higher up my list, but he's just I've been I've spent half an hour of the episode or whatever putting him over about how fucking amazing he is. But there's other guys who have maybe done a little bit more in their time and stuff that I can that I can sort of not relate to but like get behind a little bit more. But CM Punk's my number seven. Um you give him a mic with anybody and he's gold. Um listening back to like some of his stuff that he's done recently with his returns and his and his returns from issues and stuff. Like the stop me when I'm telling lies thing, like I use that myself like day to day, like jokingly, but like as a shoot at the same time. <laughs> like I just I just think it's such an you amazing fucking mark. Fucking, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't go fuck mate, we're all marks, fuck it. That's why we're here. Um, I just think he's a, he's just amazing. Like, obviously, you can you can relate back to lots and lots of different things. The the promo we cut, I can remember watching it. I can remember where I was. I can remember like who I was with. I can remember what the weather was like. I can remember like the lighting and stuff. Like, in I was upstairs in my room with Kelly. I can remember what t shirt I was wearing. Like when he done that when he done the return on rampage and just I was watching it with like with a tear in my eye. Like just <laughs> absolutely just engrossed by him and everything that he said. You look at the MJF stuff he's done. Like I said, the Stop Me When I'm Telling Lies promo, the return. The, the promo he had was The Rock. Yep. When The Rock came back and, and main evented Mania, when he took the him and that promo we did on Raw, and he was just like, like, is it, you're, you're in here with God now, or you're, Fighting with God or something was one of the lines he said. Like, your arms, no, your arms aren't long enough, or your arms won't be long enough because you're boxing with God. Yeah, what what he said, like one of the lines, like that's just like you're in there with the fucking rock, and you just <laughs> like absolutely just annihilate him. Like, you go away to Hollywood and we're here every week, and you think you can come back and do what you need to do. Just the whole message behind it, and then of course. The fucking pipe bomb promo, which is within the wrestling world, is one of the most famous promos ever. This guy is amazing. Once again, he blurs the lines. He doesn't. He he says it because he believes it a lot of the time. It's yep. real to him. Like he's telling you the truth because that's what he believes to be the truth. That the promo that he had when he was in there with Triple H and Triple H started shooting back on him. That little. Back and forth they had at the time. Triple H is in the suit with his little ponytail. Yep. Like you, you only want to be on top because it benefits you. You only want to be this because it benefits you. And he's like, no. This like, isn't CM Paul talking to Triple H. This yeah, is Phil Brooks this, talking to this Paul. This is Levesque. Phil Brooks to Paul Levesque. Yeah, like yeah. shooting from the hip. Like it's just the guy's fucking money. Um, I'm talking about this now. I'm a little bit annoyed with myself that I haven't put him any higher. Um. He should be higher on my list. I fucked up. Oh well. Um, <laughs> you fucked up. I fucked up. But yeah, he's just just the guy. He's just the tits, right? He really is the tits. Yeah, so good. You stick him in there with somebody you can go back to him as well, and it's just magic, absolute magic. So yeah, CM Punk. Uh, annoyingly, <laughs> my number seven. <laughs> I think I'll tell you why I went number seven. It's my lucky number. I've got it no. tattooed on me. So there yeah, you go. Yeah. Technically, it's my number one. Uh, what? 
What? What? No. what? <laughs> the thing is, though, right, I think what, what we've got to remember, and this is to the audience as well, this is obviously a list of 10 people, but this, this 10 is interchangeable. You know, if you think about the number of wrestlers mm. and the number of people within wrestling that have existed from day dot to the present day, okay, these people are 10. You know, it's a very, very small percentage of people, you know. So even though it's, uh, for, in your opinion, number seven might be too low for them. It's just, I mean, dude. It's still a lot higher than a lot of people. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, no, but that's a fair shout. Uh, I mean, CM Punk is on my list. Uh, we'll talk about him later um, as well. Uh, cool. Over to me, I believe, then, Hoxie Boy. My number Estimate seven. Number six. Uh, number seven, yes. Yeah, 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 my yeah, number seven on. is the people's champ, The Rock. Again, okay. see what I mean? It's like it's number seven. He probably should be, could be higher. Uh, but again, this is down to how one impact in the business. Okay, I think in terms of just promo work. Again, we've talked about it before. If you grew up during the Attitude Era, okay, and you didn't walk through, and you walk through like your school or your college, and you didn't hear it doesn't matter what your name is, or you know just bring it, or know your role and shut your mouth, or Rudy Poo Candy ass shit like that, <laughs> then. Were you even a wrestling fan? Okay, it's like you must have been hiding under a rock somewhere. No pun intended. Um, but this guy epitomizes charisma on the microphone. You know whether it was taking the, again taking the piss out of Steph. Poor Steph, she she, she got it tight. Um, no, pun, no pun intended. Um, but even so, I mean the the comedic stuff was great. You know when when he sings to like Vicky Guerrero. Again, if you've seen that Raw episode, it's like um, it's he's just so super talented on the mic in terms of again, it's that thing about grabbing an audience, you know. And yeah, he's got his sort of gimmick um, catchphrases, but he was so good on the mic. He he can he can turn a sixpence. It's the bit where um, the draft as well. When I think it was the first draft, and he gets drafted um, to was it SmackDown? He got drafted to, and he gets the entire crowd. Like in unison to call Vince McMahon as an asshole, <laughs> you are an asshole. And again, check that out on YouTube as well if you haven't seen that. And it's literally every single person is is just enthralled by The Rock. And again, you've got to think where he came from. You know, it's like uh, the young Rocky Maivia. You know, came out and you know all smiling, all happy, and getting booed out the the building. Die Rocky, die. Then he made his heel turn. Nation of Domination, and he was just him on the mic. He wanted to be booed then. It's like, I'm going to make you boo me now. And he had that talent on the mic. And then he obviously became uber over again. I've used that phrase before, talking about Jericho. He was so over as, as the babyface. He became the sort of benchmark in WWF, WWE at the time. Uh, WWF at the time, WWE. Now, and then he went to Hollywood. And, you know, people are, are bad-mouthing him. You know, he, he's abandoned us, blah, blah, blah. He comes back, still gets the pop. He still gets on the mic and he still does his thing. And, you know, then he does his sort of heel turn in terms of that cocky, like, Hollywood superstar. Again, he's, yep. his sort of promo work there's phenomenal as well. Just even on, like, via the Titantron, like, via satellite. You know, it's it's, it's just so good. Such a talented individual. Um yeah, he had to be on my list. If, as soon as you mentioned someone on the microphone, I'd be very surprised if we get any lists in from any of, any of our listeners that don't include The Rock in some place, in some shape or form. So yeah, my number seven is The People's Champ, Rock. Cool. I'll argue, mate. 
No arguments from me at all. We might discuss The Rock sooner rather than later. Well, there we go. Okay, okay. Moving on to my number six then. Um, And to be honest, my number seven and six are definitely interchangeable. Again, if we talk about impact. And number number six is John Cena. I think John Cena, his early work as the Doctor Thugonomics, I think it brought something sort of new to it in terms of, you know, the the rap aspect, the sort of wish vanilla ice, if you will. Um, You know, because that's him. He didn't get a lot of that written for him the early days. It's it's him. It came up with... He's so intelligent with it. Um, You know, and then it drafted into... Like his bright colours, what was it? The fruity pebbles, as the rock called them. Fruity pebbles, yeah. yeah. Fruity um, pebbles. But you know, he, he still had the ability to listen to the audience, and then you know, just just lay a little nugget f- to get the, the smart fans to pop a little bit. I mean, there was a pr- there was a bit where he was talking about you know a heel turn, you know, after like so many years of people wanting to go from face to heel, and it's just little stuff like little nuances he does, and then obviously he comes back. Again, sort of part-time, the Roman Reigns, I think I've mentioned it before. You know, it's like, you know, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm here because you can't do your job. I, I'd do this better part-time than you ever could do it full-time. And full-time. it's just, and you know, it's it's this realism. It's, it's because you look at him and you go, do I know something? He's fucking right. You know, it's like you boo him, you can cheer him. He gets the reaction. It's not go away here. It's literally, it's... It's he again. It's one similar to the Rock. He's just uber uber talented, super talented, and yeah. Again, I think Cena is, is deserving to be any sort of list. I, again, for a guy to hold up, essentially the biggest wrestling company in the world for well over a decade, and it was him. You know, I don't think there's any argument about that. You know, no, at a time, at a time after the Attitude Era, where they had multiple superstars, there was only really him. And he managed to elevate people to not quite his level. You know, people say he had the golden shovel, but, you know, you're only as good as your dance partner. And he managed to elevate people that probably in any other time wouldn't be on the main event level. And, you know, yeah, Cena for me, number six. That's the thing with Cena, when he was a made guy. So, yeah. like, and when you are that made guy, when you. So it's what they call it the rub. When someone gets rubbed up against you, mm-hmm. a bit of that shine will fucking come off, right? Mm-hmm. It'll rub against them. And and you talk about the, the golden shovel and this, that, and the other. Like, who was about who could do what he did? No one. No one. No one. He had his. He had the heel heels to go up against. So the Randy Orton's and all the fucking the the beasts and stuff, the Batistas or whatever. Like all the there was nobody else in the WWE that could do what he did. He still does it now. Well, it's that's crazy. the thing. If you think about, like, what was it? He hadn't won a match or something. He hasn't won a match in so long. And, yes. Yeah. You know, he, he he put over Kevin Owens. You know, Kevin Owens beat him when Kevin Owens came up. You know, the AJ Styles feud as well. I think again. Oh, no. I was going to mention. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. a great promo bit where AJ Styles talking about he would like John Cena wouldn't survive in the Indies, and John Cena again. It's what you said. He was he was made. You know, and John Cena said it's it like. I wasn't made for the indies. I was made for WWE, and he was. You know, he is yeah. that cookie cutter, Hulk Hogan esque superstar that is purely made for WWE. Would he make it in the, like a, a Ring of Honor show? No, he wouldn't. 
you know? Would he make it in an e- ECW? And you saw the ECW sort of visceral reaction to John Cena <laughs> when they did One Night Stand, you know? Yeah. And that's because it's that niche audience that he doesn't fit the mould for. And, you know, I think he's, again, if you, you just talk, that's just gen- John Cena in general. But yeah, Mike Work, I think he's got to be on any sort of list when talking about people on the mic. Yeah. He... Yeah. It's uh yeah. I I can't I can't I can't disagree with what you're saying, John. I really can't. I really can't. He's he he's made all of the money. <laughs> he's made a lot of money for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um his passionate promos where he would come out and do what he needed to do and say what he needed to say and sometimes when he would blur the lines and stuff, yeah, he was it's good. Very good. I'm just, I'm just very, like very a big good. purple, uh, was it pinwheel rock? Go ahead and blow me. It's like shit like yeah. that, you know. It's just it's so good, so so good. Yeah. The Doctor of Economic stuff was fucking brilliant. It was really good, really good. He forced himself over with that as well. Yep. Because they were gonna, were gonna sack him off, weren't they? They were gonna bid him off. And Stephanie heard him Rapping doing it at the, the back of the plane. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Because yeah, it was yeah. uh, he was oh. the he was the start of ruthless aggression, right? He he debuted he against Kurt Angle, so two thousand and two. Yep, ruthless aggression. And I, I mean, yeah, he, after that particular one, like it was Taker that sort of went, yeah, do you want to know something, kid? Fair play, you know. Yeah, yeah. You do you, hun. You do. You. St- yeah, you you do what you need to do, mate, and I'm pretty sure you'll be all right in this place. You'll be fine. Yeah. So man number six is John Cena. Over to you, Mr. Hawks, number six. Uh, number six for me, mate, is Paul Heyman. Okay. Um, he, I think he's majorly, majorly underrated and slept on when it comes to sort of the impact that he's had on the business for a long time, but especially the successes of the business over the last probably like it was five to eight years or whatever. Um, this guy is amazing. Um, he's he's kept the Roman Reigns bloodline feud. Like the reason the WWE is doing so good right now is because of Reigns and that sort yep. of bloodline thing. Okay, he's pretty much single handedly kept that rolling on his back. Um, the promos that he's coming out and doing the. The interviews that he goes and does everywhere, um, he's on. What's the back was what they do, John? What's it called? For fuck's sake! Ah, uh, see again, sorry. Uh, the, like the backstage shows that they do, uh, like there's like a panel, uh, talking um, smack, talking smack, talking smack. Yeah. Like he's on there, still running the gimmick and doing promos on that for like for stuff. Um, one of my favorite promos ever like i said this is obviously opinion list but this is you got to take into account views of lots of people as well when you're thinking about this sort of stuff there's a reason he's up there and talked about in this conversation but he's done a he's done a promo with with vince i i think we share or i shared this to you or you shared this to me recently or we shared it to both both mm. each other he's done a promo with vince yep. talking like in basically shooting on him like Everything that you have should have been mine. You fu- you fucking took it away from me. You, um, like you, my legacy. You, my legacy isn't my legacy anymore. It's yours. You took everything away from me that I wanted. 
like it's just it's just so it's so good like um talking about like Bret Hart he was talking about Hogan and he stole ECW away from me with like the TNN thing just like proper going in it was inside baseball but passionate enough for people to understand it without knowing exactly what he was talking about it was ages yeah. ago it was, yeah it, it was I, I know 2001 that one. or 2002 the promo was like it's one of my favorite you watch it and it's like goosebumps and Vince is selling it like a fucking boss as well like he's not shouting back at him or like He's like he looks like nervous, as if like he's like yeah, you're right. Like, it's amazing. Did, did so you good. know that that particular promo, like Heyman, uh, Vince didn't know what Heyman was going to say. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It was like it was like just easy. But mic. Heyman kept on saying say whatever you want to say. Yeah, and Heyman was like, "All right, so yeah, so the best part of this, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Hoxie, right? But you it go. was you took Hulk Hogan's blood and you built Titan Towers. You stole Bret Hart's dream, and That's with that money, bought right. yourself an airplane with WWF all over it. You did that, and you know it, you son of a bitch. You stole Shawn Michaels' smile, took your company public, and made yourself a billionaire, but not a self-made billionaire like you like to tell everybody you are. Oh no, see, you're a billionaire in other people's hard work." And then he went into his dad and stuff like that. So yeah, that yeah that promo fucking incredible, just so good, so good. Like, uh, he had his little one when he went and sat in the ring, didn't he? After mm-hmm. the after the money in the bank, like his little pipe bomb thing. Obviously, we we discussed this recently on the pay per views episode. This is EC fucking W <laughs> one night stand promo is. Always goes down like when when I think of promos, that's one of the ones that always pops into my head. Like that that like just promos generally. That promo is amazing. Um, the stuff that he used to do like back when he was poorly dangerously back in like WCW, like when he was when he was looking after the uh, oh my god, the Dangerous Alliance, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, just like some of the promos he used to do for those guys. And we talk earlier on, like some of the guys who were in the dangerous Alliance, they didn't need him, but like he, he would do it. He had promos against, against Jim Cornette. Like <laughs> the guy could go back then. Paul, Heyman, Paul Heyman is the, is the North, like the Northern part of America version of John, of Jim Cornette. Yep. The two are exactly the same people. They're just one's from the South and one's from the North. They'll never admit it to each other, but I guarantee they, they think it, um, just so many good promos. Like I said, the stuff he's doing now, he's keeping everything afloat. He's making all of the money. He's he's made money before. Um, some of the shit that he done, and and I, I know it's not necessarily a promo, but it kind of is. The, the the speech he gives to the to the ECW guys before the first pay per view. Have yep. you seen that? Like that. Just, oh, the guy's amazing. He's a he's a he's a wordsmith. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows when to say it, what to say it, how to say it, and he can like ebb and flow through his promos. He like he'll bring a crowd with him. He'll realize that they're getting with him too much, and he'll stop it. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll bring them yeah. back down. Like the the the, the best promos. He, he's trying to portray that, like almost people feeling sorry for him or feeling sorry for the guy he's doing the promo for. He realizes that he might be like turning them or whatever, and it's like, nope, I'll fucking shit you. Like, I'll shit on you again. And and obviously, he was the mouthpiece for Brock through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, with the streak and and obviously his return. Like, you can't say that's not 
one of the best moments in in wrestling. That those two together, just amazing. So good, so good. And he he was one of the first. He was yeah. one of the first names that 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 got on my list basically. And and yeah, it's just the. Oh, I just love him. I think he's fucking brilliant. And you believe it. You really do believe it. You, some stuff that you shouldn't believe. <laughs> he probably did it with the ECW guys for fucking five years and when he wasn't paying them, but they wanted to believe him even even though they knew he was getting worked. They were getting worked. Like he's a, he's so good. Paul Heyman, number six. Fair it is. I'm shocked that he's not higher on your list. Yeah. Really shocked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, probably yeah. more so than Punk and MGF, but yeah. Uh, I'll, there's I'll a bit of you. there's a bit of um I think we've said this before, I've said this before. Like the top ones are easy, the bottom ones are, are sort of easier, and then there's that big chunk in the middle where a lot of the time it could literally be a toss up. Yeah. Like it could probably go like one, two, three, and then four to seven could be like four with a dash next to it, like they have at the golf or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's one of those sort of things. But yeah. But Paul Paul Heyman's number six, middle of the pack. Nice. But a lot higher than lots of other people. So yeah. Excellent. Okay, so we're at number six now. Where we usually take a break and do the Royal Fumble. But as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're not doing a Royal Fumble this week because it's been such a monumental week of news in terms of wrestling, specifically for WWE, let's be, let's be honest, and the implications it could have with AEW in the past with obviously Punk returning. But there's a whole host of other stuff that happened um, within wrestling this week in terms of survivor series so obviously punk returned at the very end but i think it should be noted as well again i know you don't like him but the pop that one mr randy orton got as well after 18 months out after serious back surgery you know to the point where he may never have been able to come back again it was i think it was a double back fusion surgery so he came back to a massive pop now i know you don't like him but what's your thoughts on him returning um, I thought we were going to talk about CM a little bit more. I couldn't give a fuck. Nah, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Or am I? No, like I, 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 I get it. Like I've, I've said this before. I, I don't get him, yeah. but I understand that for lots and lots and lots of fans, he's a big deal, and to have him back, it, it kind of. I'll be honest with you. I'm now. I'm not just saying it to like make you feel better or make anyone feel better. It looked good to have him like back in the ring with people. Yeah, because like it, he sort of looked like he should be there. If you know what I mean. Um, obviously, I don't want to see anybody fucking hurt and anybody not be yeah. able to do what what they can do and that what they're put on this planet to do or whatever. Like that's that's not what I'm here. I'm not here to, to shit on anybody that in that way. But like to see him back was 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 cool. And I tell you what, mate, he fucking looks jacked. Jacked. Fuck. He does, right? Jesus Christ. I, I, obviously he's he's had some really good vitamins, mate. Those back, <laughs> those back repair vitamins must be must be some top notch stuff, right? Um, the views of Hoxie yeah. do not replicate. <laughs> right, vitamin D, vitamin S, <sighs> vitamin T. Is there a vitamin T? My brother uh, tells me yeah, there's a vitamin if T. If you want, yeah, yeah why not? Um, but uh, mate, it's. It's a big, obviously, it's a big deal. He's one of their stars, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He, he, like I said, all, Love all, him or hate him, he, you know he is one of their big stars. You know, if yeah. he's he's one of their biggest stars, and um, he signed like a ten-year deal, didn't he, a few years ago? Yeah. So they they obviously they obviously think that as well, and he 
he's definitely getting on a bit. And obviously there was lots of rumours that he might not be able to make it back. So to see him back in the ring is is a pretty big deal. And you know what? I, I saw some footage of him when he came out at the start of Raw Very and up. done his little promo and stuff. And he got upset. Yep. Like when he when he was just about to do his pose. And that sort of like, it's probably one of the main reasons why I'm sort of being a little bit nice to him right now. Because like, that's obviously a big thing for him to come yep. back and sort of have that reaction and he's always going to get a reaction isn't he Randy Orton so it, it, it's one of those things but like fair play to him big, like big big time fair play, yeah. fair play to him for for getting back and he got slotted straight back to where he should be slotted in as well which is the main event right yeah, yeah absolutely I, guess I, I, I don't get it but when you look at that crop of people he's like he's like a big deal right it's, it's like you said it's like when you give someone the rub you know, it's like he has, mm-hmm. he does have that star power. And, you know, for mm-hmm. someone like, a, you know, ultimately he's going to feud with Jey Uso, right? And I think that will solidify Jey into the sort of main event as well, because obviously there's that backstory and Triple H is good with the sort of going back in time in terms of the backstories and stuff. Um, so I reckon that will be a, a major feud for Jey and I think he will get the rub from that. Okay, and... I mean, did you? I know you said that you got upset at Raw, but did you see like the bit with Rhea Ripley? It's like, it's like uh, I've seen Rhea this, Rhea that, Mammy this, Mammy that, but Daddy's home. It's like it's shit like that. It's like, and then the pop that that got for the crowd and Rhea's reaction. It's just yeah, I think it's a massive deal for WWE. And again, this is something that you know AEW have got to worry about in terms of star power. They don't have it, you know. It's like, and I mean, they've got Brian Danielson still. They've got um, uh, Edge, obviously Christian, but you know, if you, you Wait, think the star power WWE's got now, sorry. I'm just gonna re- jump in really quick here. Mm-hmm. You know, I sent you that thing the other day. Um, you know, you talking about star power and yep. people who they haven't got. I sent you that list the other day, didn't I? Yes. This might be yes. like a really good for people who maybe not have seen this or maybe don't understand sort of what we're actually talking about right now and this is something that they definitely definitely need to be worried about should i just run through this yeah, list yeah, really quickly? Yeah, please like, do. So, so like we talk about like the, the the biggest period in time in 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 wwe wwf was that sort of attitude era it, it really was like so there was a list that i saw on uh, twitter the other day it was all of the stars in the wwf in the year 2000 compared to the stars now 2023 and their ages so lita 25 trish stratus 25 hardy boys 26 and 23 edge and christian both 27 the rock was 28 big show 28 i'll skip through jericho 30 kurt angle 32 benoit guerrero kane 33 taker 35 stone cold 36 Billy Gunn, 37. So all the all of the big guys, all the big names, there's a few that I missed out, Big mm. Show and etc. Et the oldest guy there was big is Billy Gunn. <laughs> um now um Dominic Mysterio is the youngest at 26, Ripley 27, Belair 34, Ailey 34, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Rollins, 37, the Usos, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, 38, Owens, 39, Sami Zayn, 39. LA Knight, 41. Damian Priest, 41. Finn Balor, 42. Bobby Lashley, 47. Like, 
it, they've got a good the, the top top tippy top guys have got like 10 years on everybody yeah. now than what it was compared to then um that's an amazing start we talk about well oh, we haven't got any stars like they're not making any stars now yeah um there's there's a few like the chosen people or the breakout one i would say Rhea ripley's a breakout star i don't think they ever wanted her to be the 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 the, the girl or the no. guy or whatever She's like 27. Fair play. They were messing around with Charlotte and Becky and that for so long that they thought, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Luckily for Rhea, she sort of broke through. But Cody's been signed last year. He's, what, 37 at the time. Like, all the LA Knight is on the cusp of becoming the guy or a guy. Yeah. And he's 41. Like, the, the, they haven't, they're not going to have these people around in four or five years doing what they're doing now because of their age. They need to be really careful. I, I don't know how, how old Randy Orton. Randy Orton's got to be in his forties, right? Oh, yeah, he has to be in his forties. Yeah, totally. um, let's have a quick look. Yeah, so Randy Orton, forty-three. So he's forty-three years old. He's already had a big back injury, and he's coming back from that back injury. He's not going to be going crazy, is he? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's they, they. They need to be careful, man. They need to be careful because Roman's going to be bugging him off to. To Hollywood at some time very very soon and he's he's what he's 38 so they're all getting up there aren't they but CM Punk's just come back he's 45 like Punk's fucking he's not gonna have long left it's it's crazy they need to be really careful because in two or three years time when some of these guys are going away they're not gonna have anybody to fit in there and it's gonna be forced if they do it's not good I, th I think what's seen as 46 it's yeah. crazy I think what's Crazy. good though is that there is a top, lot of top level talent in WWE now. You know, with Punk and Orton coming back, and you've got Reigns, mm -hmm. etc. It means it lightens the load for everybody, which means it potentially adds on years. And let's be honest, the style for WWE isn't as intense as AEW now. Obviously, like road miles is, is a different matter altogether. But I'm talking about like yes. the the types of bumps they're taking isn't as well, it's not like Swear versus Hangman Adam Page in AEW, right? It's not that sort of bloodbath, yep. bloodbath type thing. It's a totally different bump. And again, you you can you'll probably be able to explain it better than I can, obviously. But and my my impression is that even though that they are like Sami Zayn is thirty nine, Kevin Owens is thirty nine, they probably still have a decent seven eight at the top level in terms of years, which allows NXT to sort of to grow those next breakout stars like Aria Ripley, you know, because if you think about it, you've got like a Braun Breaker. He, he's like probably the, the go-to uh, for the next maybe decade. I think he'll be the next It surprises thing. me that he isn't already up, there. Yeah. yeah. Like up, up, and, and yeah, like he is, he is young. He, he definitely is young. I mean, Austin three, Theory at the minute, like what's, He's on SmackDown, right? At the minute, it's okay. Like I said, I'm yeah. so I'm so disconnected from this. Like I said, I just haven't watched anything for a long time, just because I haven't been interested in stuff. But I mean, he he should be he really really should be starting to get in the mix now, and he's in a tag team with the Australian lad. Can't remember yeah. his name. Um, Shocking Grayson, name. Grayson Awful Waller. name. Grayson Waller. That's death. Death by a million cuts. <laughs> To be to be associated with him, like he's awful, dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Like he he needs to Austin Theory needs to have been like just skyrocket to the moon, 
two years ago. Yeah, and he he needs to be in the mix of everybody. Like he had that match with Cena at WrestleMania, which was just it, it it was what it was. It was it was a it was a Cena I haven't wrestled for a long time kind of match, and it was mm-hmm. poor. He should have been getting the rub in in a, in a big way, and Cena should put he, Cena should have been told you need to put this guy over and get him over strong and have a good match, or you just give him to somebody else and do it. Yeah, he, he, it's it's crazy. I can't, I can't think of many other people. I'm, I've, I've got the list in front of me. I'm going down the list now, of like the talent on the on the two divisions. Mm-hmm. Like I can't really think. Like Dragonov, Dragonov is is amazing. Oh, he's so too sm- he's he's too small. He's too short. If he goes in there with a, with somebody who's six four or whatever, like whatever, like a Damian Priest or something, just it won't look right. Just but won't again, look right. One of the best matches I've ever seen is Dragunov versus Walter Gunther. at that time. Gunther, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and so that works there. Can you see a Dragunov versus? I'm just gonna whatever, like a Dragunov versus Leicester at uh, a WrestleMania or something, mm-hmm. or a Reigns or so. Like, I, I'm not. Sh- I don't want to shit on this guy because I think he's fucking incredible. Like, I've, I've seen him wrestle in the flesh, at, like an NXT show over here, and a, he done. Um, he done a. I think it might have been a Rev Pro show that I saw him at over here a long time ago. He's fucking sick. Like he's yep. so good, but he's he. They, I think they bill him as like six four or five eleven or whatever. <laughs> he's about five foot six. Like he, he's he's a smaller guy. He looks good. He looks the part, and he can work like a big lad. But it's just it's rough, man. It's rough. Like yeah, I just just going back to Randy, like it. We've got these stars. We've got star back now, and it's it's such a big deal. It's such a good thing. It's uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to see. It's good to see him. Definitely, it is certainly good to see. And but obviously, the main talking point is CM Punk returning. Yeah, and what do you see next for him? Where do you think? Where where are we going to go with Punk? It's got to be Rollins, it, right? It's going to be Rollins at, at Mania. Um, I. I he, he went a WrestleMania, maybe like a, a night. You know, because they'll do the two nights, wouldn't they? Yeah. He, whether they go on last, I don't know, but I can see, I can see that happening for the for the WWE Wrestling World Champion or whatever the fucking belt is. You know what I mean? I don't know what the belt <laughs> is now. Um, but I, I can see that happening potentially. Um, I just think this. I, I really, really do think this feud's going to be amazing and what you've got to what you've got to say about Rollins as well like I I rate Rollins as a worker I haven't yep. liked his his mad like weird fucking jokery kind of oh, I'm on drugs fucking LSD kind of gimmick thing he's been having for the last X amount of time but you put him in there with anybody he's going to have a great match a good to great match mm. and he's safe as houses yeah he's safe as houses like he had a match with a fucking it was a was it uh, cell or cage match with with Cody when he when he fucked his bicep uh, his pec his or whatever pec, it is his yeah. bicep and I like Rollins it it was a, it was a the pair of them it was a masterclass of of wrestling because they could only do certain things in a certain way and like mate, I'm I'm almost even getting emotional just thinking about it it was 
beautiful as a wrestler it was beautiful to watch it it was so good like it was just amazing and he's going to be going in there with with punk and it'll just be magic yeah it'll be really good but there's lots like i'd I'd love to see like like a, a punk maybe going into like an nxt and having a match with somebody like dragonov like would be cool as fuck um i'd love to see punk against i'd love to see punk against aj like an old AJ, yeah. um, Punk against Cody would just be fucking him. Like I think he could have some real. I think he could have a really good match with with an Austin Theory or even a, Dom, a Dominic a Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I think they'd have they'd have some really have some good fun because he he'd be able to like wrestle in a, in a different way. Um, I just yeah, there's this there's so much so much to do it's crazy i love it i'm excited it's for the first time in a long time i've been excited about, about wwe just because he's there yeah. and the possibilities of stuff that can go on yeah it's cool man I'm, so I'm, did you I'm see happy. his promo on raw i did see his promo on raw it was cut short because randy and dominic went dominic long a bit too long did you, yeah did you hear about that yeah yeah. I did. yeah yeah um i it was very safe yeah it was non-inflammatory it was exactly, exactly what it needed to be. Um, he is definitely a hundred million percent one of the, not one of those people to say the "I'm home" line because they want him to say it because he he wouldn't say it. He, yeah. I guarantee, I guarantee, like he would not say that if he didn't mean it. And for him to like look excited and look happy and look genuinely like saying like genuinely i am i feel like i'm home like i feel i'm in the right place is just really nice to hear yeah. and just the little sign off at the end and i'm not here to make friends i'm here to make money is just chef's kiss i can't wait for him to get involved with some stuff and just go in on people and have have a bit of back and forth it'll be brilliant be so good punk just BCM, bcm punk, punk. That's yeah it. just you do you do you hon you, you do, do you hon <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I say, there was no Royal Fumble this week, but like I say, I think we could have had an entire podcast just talking about sort of Survivor Series and sort of Fallout thereafter. Yep. Um, yep. But I think we've sort of covered everything from top to bottom, right? I think. Is there anything else you want to cover? I I just not necessarily just to just to just to cover. I'm just I I can't explain. I'm I'm just going to reiterate <laughs> again. I explain how I, how, how excited I am have it like it doesn't it's weird like i i love wrestling I, i'm not i don't hang my hat on one person yeah i like, you know if, if, if it's like football or whatever whatever sports or whatever like i'm, I'm a sunland fan so i'm going to support sunland and nobody else or whatever like when it comes to wrestling i i like lots of wrestlers and i like wrestling yeah like to have this this one person ever like forever this one person to have that much of like an impact on my excitement level is really good. I feel like a fucking I feel like I'm just starting to watch fucking Raw again when I was like nine or something. You know what I mean? Just like really fucking excited about it. It's cool, man. It I'm as excited as I am now about this than I was when he first come back. And that and that was like another level of excitement for me as well. It's cool, man. It's cool. I like it. Wrestling's like cool, it. man. I love Wrestling it. Wrestling is cool. Awesome. So that CM Punk has returned to WWE. He's went back home, as he said himself, on Monday Night Raw. Um, but now we're going to go back to our list of top 10 people on the mic in the wrestling business. 
Okay, Hoxie, we are back to you with your number five. Cool. So my number five uh, is is Dusty Rhodes. Um, basically, we, we, we talk about some of the greatest guys that's ever that's ever done it. Dusty Rhodes is going to be in this conversation. Um, he didn't get there because he looked like the Ultimate Warrior or or anything <laughs> like that. Like he never, like I said, we we can't say that Dusty was a was a body guy, no way, shape, <laughs> or form. He was a really, really, really good worker. Like I said, not in the not in the, the the crazy move category, but he was just a great worker with with anybody you put him in there. He was around the territories. He was making towns. Like he he done that through through work, but mainly him on the mic. Him his promo work was just amazing. Um, he was he was funny, but not in like a funny ha ha way, like a clever funny kind of way. Um, he could go in there and do like a like a really passionate promo. He could go in there and talk about business he could give you give you stuff that would make you emotional he would give you stuff that got you riled up and like angry and stuff like this guy was was amazing his his voice like his just his actual deliverance like uh, deliverance his delivery of the of the of the promo was amazing he he was you could have a hundred voices and you know which one is dusty baby like you know what i mean like he was he was the guy um just so good, so, such a great promo. Um, and if you want to sort of pick one promo out of it, it's the Hard Times promo. Hard like times. just Google, just Google YouTube, Dusty Roads, Hard Times. Like the whole thing to do with like obviously with him and Flair and all that sort of stuff. Just, just amazing, amazing promo. And it it goes down as one of the greatest promos in in history, yeah. basically. Um, so just such a such a great a great guy on on the mic amazing promo so good and we say earlier on about about the money like where's he knew exactly what where where to where to give the money to like he, he knew exactly what to do where to put it in what to say like he was on commentary as well so he, that that crossover from a great promo onto onto commentary when he was in WCW um he spoke to that every man like he 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 found that that sort of that like niche, not necessarily a niche, but like that majority of people, that working class man, like the son of a plumber. Like he spoke to everybody at that level. He wasn't doing your your, your gorgeous like George or your your Ric Flair promos or like you're talking about Rolexes and and all this that and the other. Like I'm I'm a hardworking man with with some kids and a family, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm doing it for you guys. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just—he's amazing. It was sort Dusty of Bruno Sammartino, like um, that sort of level in terms of speaking to the average Joe, right? Yeah, the, the, there's more people out there who are working, mm-hmm. who are working nine to five in blue jeans than they are wearing suits. Like he and he knew that, and he and he spoke to them, and he he connected with like African American audiences as well, with like some of his references and some of his like the, the company that he would keep and some of the references he would make. He was just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was great. Dusty was great, man. And I I I do not think if you talk about goats of like of promos, that's why he's in my top five. Like that the goat conversation is for me is top five definitely. And he's 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 in there. Like he's not one of my favorite wrestlers, if you know what I mean. So it's probably not one of the reasons why he's maybe not a bit higher. Um, but in terms of 
greatest promos ever. You give him a mic. We need to do this. Go and do it, Dusty, and he'll and he'll do it. Just amazing. Such a such a great promo. Yeah. Phenomenal guy. Yeah, he, he was of that generation, right? Where you could just give him a mic and he would sell tickets. Yeah, it's just yeah, he's one of the best ever. He, he's not on my list. He's not okay. on mine. Um, That's interesting. Again, it, it's, it's similar. It's similar to Vinnie Mac. It's a case of he was there up until like the very last moment. But again, yeah. it's more about other promos that have made me feel something. And obviously, hard times. The hard times promo is the probably the most famous promo of all time. You know, and and you know you you'll have one or two other things that will beat it, but uh, will be alongside it. But if you, if you say hard times to a wrestling fan, they they'll know nine times out of ten what you're talking about. So, but yeah, there, there's other. And people they'll probably that, say hard times back to you in his act. Hard times, well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but no, yeah. I, I can't disagree with you, mate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was he was very close to being on my likes. Like I say, very close to like similar to Vince McMahon. But um, there are people that I think were maybe slightly better or just made me feel something a slightly bit more than Dusty did. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's just personal preference, right? That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. There we go. Interesting. Number five, Dusty Rhodes from Hoxie. Okay, man number five. And this is, um, again, you might like him or hate him. It's like Marmite, I suppose. It's the Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was... He had an authentic style of being an absolute fucking nutcase. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like warrior esque madness, but just a guy that you would look at him, and I'm talking like any sort of prime because he was a big guy in his prime. Yeah, it was like he mm-hmm. was the sort of guy that could talk and he could back up, back up what he was saying, and it was believable. You know, it's like what, what was these movie quotes? It's like. Uh, I'm here to chew gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of uh, gum or something. I'm here something to kick ass like. and chew bubble gum. Yeah, I'm, and all, I'm out of all out of gum. Yeah, so it's like he—he he, he was just so cool, man. It's like you don't get given like a a talk show and in inverted commas on wrestling. You know, Piper's Pit is synonymous with like it was the OG, wrestling. wasn't it? It, it was, was the, the first OG, one, you know, yeah, and yeah. that's testament to his ability on the mic. You know, going back to what I said about like being the sort of the hard-ass talker, but he's got the ability to back it up. I think this is what John Moxley wants to be like, you know, but Moxley hasn't got a modicum of the talent that Rowdy Roddy Piper had. Or the intelligence. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I genuinely believe that's what in Moxley's head he wants to be the next sort of Rowdy Roddy Piper, the sort of being really smart with his promos, but at the same time it's like having the ability to kick ass, and he just doesn't have that. He's he's not Piper, and I don't think anybody will ever be like the next Piper. Um, you know, it's like he he did all this, and then as he got older, he still had the ability to sort of remain relevant. I mean, it, it got to the stage where he was doing the sort of street fight with Goldust, if you remember that. Yes, um, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yep. yep, and then even more recently there was the feud with Jericho and the legends if you remember that mm-hmm. and Ricky Steamboat and all yeah, them like, exactly yeah. great match but there was a promo and I think I was talking to you I think I was talking to you about it actually and it's a promo that will bring a tear to your eye it was Roddy Piper just on the mic again if you haven't seen it guys YouTube Roddy Piper Jericho promo and it's one of those ones where he just he pulls at your heartstrings 
you know, it's and again, it's to do with the cadence. It's to do with how quickly and or how slowly in this. It's like he looks his age, but at the same time, it's like he he does something to the audience. He has them in the palm of their hand, and you know, it's like it's like it's that one simple line: "Old school is cool," and and that's the sort of the speed and the tone that he had with it and like legitimately it's like goosebumps and there is a tear comes to my eye every time I, I watch that promo because he speak I'm getting, I'm getting emotional just now talking about it. Jesus Christ yeah yeah um, yeah he 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 typifies what I think it means to be like a sort of wrestling fan you know that's that's what you're looking for. You want that sort of love for the business. And I think it's a love that we have as a fan. Obviously, you're, you're, you are a wrestler. But for me, he nailed that promo and everything he done, I loved. And, and, and he wore a kilt. The way he says it as well. Like yeah. He's, he's, like, he's emotional talking it and he's like, he's almost saying it like sympathetically. Like he's trying to sort of convince Jericho, yeah. like convince himself as well. It's like, it's so good. It's, oh. he's, he's so, it's believable, you know? And I think it's like this, it's like the Jericho thing as well. It's like he, he, he reinvents himself. So it was that sort of hard ass, you know, from the WrestleMania one type thing. And then it, it go, went through time. He was hard ass. He became a bit more mental, even more mental, mental, fucking certifiable, <laughs> Then, then it sort of changed. Well, know, I, he, he went away. He, you know, he's smacking snooker with the coconut, and you know, then he went away, came back. The gold dust thing. It was again. He reinvented himself to be sort of on the edge in terms of like being shy of gold dust because he was he was freaked out. You know, with the whole like gold dust cross dress and stuff. And then it came back to when he was he was old. He was an old man, and he knew that. He knew he probably couldn't kick ass, but he he said himself like. Until the day he dies, he'll wander down this because he loves this. He loves talking to the crowd, and yeah, Piper man, it's just that's he. He sums it up himself. Old school's cool, and he is the epitome of old school for me. And yeah, for, so he's my number five. Well, might speak about him quite soon. <laughs> totally emotional man. It's, it's crazy. Nah, mate, it's, <clears throat> that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Okay. There you go. There yeah. you go. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So who's my next? my me? number four. No, it's my number four. Um, okay, my number four is someone that you've already spoken about, and I was surprised he was not higher up for you. It's MGF. My number four. Again, yep. right now there is no one in wrestling that is as good as him in all facets of the business yeah there, there may be discussions what we'll talk about later in terms of on mic but mgf for me is in the next decade he will be in the discussion of being the greatest of all time you know obviously there's a lot can happen you know we've talked about AEW, etc and he's he, we've mm-hmm. said that he potentially could have said we think he's signed um but regardless what happens there he has the talent he has the skill he has the mic work which we're talking about today that puts him up there with some of the best you know we we talked about flair and mine i'm, I'm sure flair's going to come on to yours probably your number one i'm just guessing but you know he has flair type qualities when he speaks you know when he gets properly excited it's like if you do if you close your eyes when he's getting properly riled up mgf it's rick flair that you're listening to 
it's, it's incredible the sort of again we talk about cadence and tone and, and stuff like that and it, it's it's just incredibly so so good the best like his work with CM Punk, I said earlier on, it's the best stuff that AEW has done and it's went from when they first met each other in the ring and, you know, it's not just how he speaks to people, it's how he responds being spoken to, you know, it's like CM Punk saying like, you know, you're just like a less famous Miz, it's his facial reactions as well, I think that's all down to <laughs> mic work as well, it's it's just shit like that it's just so so yeah, good it's all and part then, of it, yeah. it's all part, part of it. it, it's all that sort of psychology to it um, it's, what I find phenomenal about him is that, we've already said that there, there's not many stars in AEW, right and we've already said in the past and we've had this discussion before, you're only as good as your partner, right what he has the ability of doing is we know how talented he is on the mic and he could easily bury every single person on that roster. And <laughs> it may appear, again, I, I might be thinking out of turn here, but I think he buries them, in inverted commas, but not to the extent where they can never recover. He always gives them a way out in order to come back and try to get to his level. So... So he knows he knows what side he's like toast spotted on, right? He knows exactly that he needs people to work with. So he knows he's smarter than ninety five percent of the the bloody roster, right? But he's not going to bury them to the same extent that you know he will get over. But he's got no one to work with in the future. I, th- I think he's really really smart. He, he's a very very smart worker, very smart promo. But again, if we go for best promo that I've ever seen him do, it's that worked shoot that he did on Tony Khan. Fire me, you know, fire me. For me, in the modern day, that's what you want in a promo. You want to turn around to your mate and say, "Holy shit, was that supposed to happen? You know, is that real? Is it not?" Because bl- we're all we're all smart to the business, right? Everyone yeah. knows what's going on. We all we all listen to Dave, and he, we look on the internet, and yeah, fucking hell, we know what's going on. It's yeah. like bullshit. It's like, oh, holy shit! It's like he blurs the line between a work and a shoot and I think that's phenomenal and that's testament to how talented he is on the mic and that's why he's my number four. For, for me, he, he isn't up there literally because he's he hasn't been around for as long, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like no, I get you. Yeah. I, I forced him onto my list. Not forced him, but I, I had to get him on there and I wasn't going to put him at number 10. Mate, he's above fucking Chris Jericho for me. Which says yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of them, right? Um, yeah, I just the guys, I love him. I the love guys, him, gold. Man. He's so good. I, I, I would, I would go as far to say, um, and I was going to discuss this at some point anyway, as part of the list. But MJF is more of a Roddy Piper to me than he is a Ric Flair, with the way that he does things. Take away like the the, the delivery of it, like the the the, the craziness and whatever. It's like how he does it and what he does yeah, and how yeah, he can get under your skin and and he doesn't need to have we'll we'll come back to it. <laughs> MJ for me, he's he's incredible. But he the only reason he's not higher up on the list is because when you look at the other people I'm gonna speak about now, you can't really compare MJF to these people, if that that's makes sense. Absolute, that's so, absolutely fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it's all yeah. opinion based, right? And, and yeah, right exactly. Now, yeah, so but I, th- and I you're think wrong. <laughs> fuck you uh, but you know he's deserving definitely to be on the top 10 and I think as I said at the very beginning as well placement for me was very very difficult um, so yeah 
my number four MGF. Over to you, Mr. Hawks. You're number four. My number four is someone that you've spoke about earlier on. It is The Rock. Yep. Um when you when you when you look at the if you like throw if you sort of go onto Google and type in like the, the best wrestlers on the the mic or the best promos in wrestling or whatever whatever you Google, mm-hmm. he's gonna be towards the top of the list of like every single one of them for good fucking reason. Like it's the fucking rock. Like mm-hmm. he could go in the ring, he looked a million dollars, like he was amazing. Fuck me. Like the, the guy was it was incredible, one of the best WWE champions of all time. Yep. In the archives, go and check it out. <laughs> YouTube or Spotify or wherever one. you find your podcasts. Um, he's the great one, right? Mm-hmm. He says it himself, and everyone ever says it. Like you said earlier on about all of his catchphrases, there is. If I think he transcended into into sort of common, like into that sort of culture as well, with a lot of yep. this stuff at one period of time, um, the memorable moments that he had, like the the the, the promos that he did. The, the the segments like it's not it's not just standing in the middle of a ring and having like standing there with a mic and saying like oh I'm going to kick your ass next week on Raw in Seattle it's like it's everything every time you get an opportunity to speak that's what being on the mic is about like the the funny shit that he would do I did it for the rock like the fucking <laughs> there's the famous gif now isn't there with when he was with the nation when he's doing the fucking eye roll thing when when um <laughs> Farouk's talking, like just all that mad shit. So good, so good. And he gets a little bit of grief now and a little bit of shit now because it's like, oh, he's he had Gewurz, like Brian Gewurz, like write it for him and this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, but a lot of the earlier stuff he didn't when he yeah. wasn't the fucking big deal. And and that's when he made himself. You know what I mean? That's when he made most of these fucking like catchphrases and that and what he used to do which was really good sometimes he sort of went a, a little bit too far and buried the people he was in there with which was a bit rough but he would go in there and take the piss out of somebody but it would always be really serious he would always bring it back he would go in there and like if he was in there with Jericho or whatever he'd, he'd like take the piss out of him but he'd always then bring it back to like like okay I know we're going to have this match at Backlash or whatever like bring like bring yeah. your A game because I'm going to bring my fucking A game as well. It's it's like he he would go all the way to that edge. He would never go off the edge, and he would bring it all the way back and make sure that he's whoever he was wrestling in a big deal in a big show or in a big match was always serious. Because yep. if you bury somebody and you beat them, you haven't beaten anybody. This is like sort of promo class 101. Like uh, fucking hell. I'll teach people the, the way that I got taught. If you go out there and you fucking start, oh, you're shit. I'm going to kick your ass. Like, you, it's going to take me two minutes. It's not, you're not even worth my fucking time. Bloody, bloody, blah. And you give them any ounce of, uh, like, offense or they beat you, how much of even more of a bell end does that make you look for yep. losing or getting your ass kicked? Like, you need to make them credible. You need to make them serious. You need to put that, the issue across if there's an issue. It could be as silly as, fucking you stole my hat or whatever but if you make that hat mean something to the like my granddad gave me that hat it's the last thing that my granddad ever gave me before he passed away but you mean all that mm. bullshit like whatever like like it means something like and that's what the rock used to really really do well is he would always he would always push and push and push and 
it doesn't matter what your name is. You candy ass, Rudy Poo, and I'm gonna fucking stick it sideways and shove it up straight with. But he'd always be like, okay, I'll fucking see you in at WrestleMania. Like, I'll, I'll beat you, and I'll take that fucking title, or I'm coming out with this title around my waist again. And it was just, it, it, it was brilliant. He was brilliant at doing that. Yeah. Comedy, but serious. And like I said, the, the amount of memorable moments and memorable catchphrases this guy's got, just amazing. And one of my favorite like moments of of him is, do you know when the NWO came back? And yep. he bumped it and he got like, he got the, was it, the, he, he like took a photograph of him of the for his kid or something. Yeah, He's like, oh, I can I get a photograph of you, Hulk? And then like stick Hulk, the said, of your ass yeah. Hulk, Hogan said like uh, something about the people's choice and then he, he goes through each of them. You give it to you, give it to you, Hogan. It's already turned, it's, and then he goes on with like uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good, yeah, so good. <laughs> Yeah, a man. He's just like to fucking Scott Alden and does the little yeah, fingers. Like, Ooh, like yeah, it's just so good. It's Brilliant. interesting going I, back to the the burying people. The one that always so the fact is you can take the piss out of them, then you always bring it back. The best thing that I've seen him do was when he sung La Bamba to Eddie Guerrero and Raw. I don't know if you remember that one. Fuck me, I can't remember that. See it right, Jesus. So, so again, yeah. So basically, <laughs> he comes out and he goes, Oh, Eddie Guerrero. And then he just sings La Bamba. And then at the end of it, when he takes the piss out of him, he goes, The Rock knows you're a bad cat and you can bring it. But um, And then he goes, um, at, oh, I think it was Backlash. It was like, I'm going to kick your candy culo. And, if it, and then he, he he integrates that into like his, his catchphrase. Again, I'll send you Amazing. that link as well. It's so fucking yeah, good. Yeah. Man. It's so good. That's brilliant. That's so good. I like, so I probably have seen it. I just can't remember it or whatever, but yeah, I'll watch. That. I'll take great joy in watching that back. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Cool. Number four, The Rock. Nice. Yes. Love it. Love it. Okay, Hoxie, you're number three then, my friend. Number three, we've very recently spoke about him, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, he. Whenever I think about Roddy, do you know you got fucking emotional earlier on, like just yeah. talking about him. And thinking about him makes me emotional. Like, I fucking miss him so much. Yep. I miss him being in wrestling so much. Um, it's just the guy, like, he's 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 one of the best to have ever done it, yep. ever. But nobody ever speaks about him because he's not he was never the champ or never like quote unquote the guy. Like he didn't need to be the guy. He would, he'd probably, in, in a calendar year, he'd probably wrestle three times. But he'd be on the TV show, like, every week or every other week. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd, he, he made, he made all the money, like, work smarter, not harder kind of thing. Like, yeah. he just, he, he made all of the money he needed to do. Not, not necessarily him actually making a paycheck, but making the money, quote-unquote, <laughs> um, without needing to wrestle. Yep. He didn't need to go out and wrestle. Like... He 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 would go out there. He would have a promo. He would do his Piper's Pit. He would he would have a vignette backstage, or he would do like a pre-tape or something. Every single time he was on the screen, you listened. You wanted to listen. You wanted to see what he had to say. You wanted to see what he was gonna do. That you say no, you're wrong. He was, he was like batshit crazy. Like why why I no I'm gonna like just I <laughs> love that. That, pe- that period of Roddy Piper where he'd be like, ah, and then he'd just go nice and quiet. Well, I'm going to 
sure that I'm like, oh, I'll get you like just up and down and crazy cadence and like different energy and just mad shit. It was so good. You you wanted to see what he was gonna do. You wanted to hear what he was gonna say. Um, the promo for the match. Um, he had a a little feud. The what was the IC belt, wasn't it? Because it, it weren't the world title. Because he never had the, the world yep. title. He won the IC belt. And he had the feud with with Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's he he never like annihilated Bret Hart. He was never like, I'm I'm gonna like I want the best version of you. I yep. want you to come back. I want you to be the Bret Hart that I know like, like that you can be so I can prove that I can beat you. Like I don't like mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not gonna go in there and or, or try and get behind your back or anything like that. Like this this is me. This is this is wrestling. Let's wrestle. And it was just fucking amazing and just yeah all the shit he used to do back in the day like some of the stuff he would do like fuck me mate there's there's promos back when he was doing the territory stuff like he was just amazing amazing he was that obviously that good and that believable in what he did and what he portrayed he was hollywood like he was he was the first guy to cross over into hollywood doing films like he, he was it was amazing. Charisma up the fucking wazoo. Like everybody, everybody loved him. Stone's just amazing guy. And like you say, that the the promo with with Jericho when he gets like he and it's not wrestling serious. It's it's him. Like it's actually him coming out of like almost coming completely out that veil of of Rowdy Roddy Piper, he, he becomes fucking Roderick Toombs. You know what I mean? He, he yep. literally, that's, this is, this is me. This is what I've done all of my life. This is how I've paid my bills. Like, this is, this is what I am. I am a wrestler. And like, you, you guys don't know what we did. You don't know what we had to do. Like, you've got no fucking idea what I've had to do to get to where I am right now. And I can't do that anymore. And you guys are lucky that you can. You need to put some fucking respect on our name. Just, the, the tone and the, the delivery and like, oh my God, mate. Just, yeah, Roddy Piper. What a guy. And he so single-handedly, single-handedly sold WrestleMania 1, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yep. So, like, when you talk about changing, like, what is it, the fucking chain, sliding doors moments or whatever, you look at those big periods in time, WrestleMania 1 was probably the main one. He, Vince McMahon had everything on there, and if he didn't have a Roddy Piper to pull that off, it'd be nowhere Different near story. where they are now. Totally yeah, different story. Whole different story. Roddy was the guy, man. He was the fucking guy. So good. He was only the guy till number three because there's two other people above me, but he's it's close, man. This this is the closest top three that I've had, definitely. Really? Roddy Piper's just there. Just because of the other two are more of a feeling thing, if you know what I mean. But it's still very, very, very close. Very close. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Roddy Piper. Can't what a guy. Me. Yep. I miss him, man. Not going to so talk much. anymore about Roddy. I will cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Uh, okay. Um, excellent show. Uh, what I love so far is that <laughs> the list, there's nothing been really left field. You know, it's just all, it's all been, yeah, fair dues. It's, I oh, love it. So good. So good. Uh, there's one from you which has been left field, which we'll, which we'll, we'll circle back to, I would imagine. <laughs> I think I know. Is that just down to positioning? 
Yes. Right, okay. Thoughtful. Massively. Okay, yeah. fair dues. <laughs> okay, my number three, moving on swiftly, um, is we've talked about him before when we talked about tag teams. It's Mr. Jim Cornette. I think when you think, we've, we've talked about tag teams, Midnight and the Rock and Roll, and I think it was you that said it, Hoxie. He was the one that put bums in seats. He made tag team wrestling the hottest thing ever just by being the biggest asshole on the mic possible, you know? <laughs> um, this is why he had the tennis racket, you know? It was there as a defence weapon. It was It was also, yeah, as, as an upper-class sport, blah, blah, blah. It's like, But it was there so he could defend himself because people wanted to kill him, you know? He... Even in, when he went, he was working like on um, um, NWA more, um, more recently, you know, before it, it, ch- it changed hands several times. It, his stuff was still good. He still, he knows wrestling. And I know I mentioned that on the, um, the tag team. Again, if you want to listen to that podcast, go back and check out the tag team podcast. Um, he knows what wrestling was about. He still knows what wrestling's about. He knows the simplicity. You keep it simple, you know. That's what it's all about. Um, you know, even to today, he's very outspoken. <laughs> um, he, um, if you haven't checked out the Jim Cornette experience, make sure you do the drive through as well. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the best wrestling podcasts out there, other than Mark Out of Ten, of course. Um, oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his Mostly podcast is incredible because he, he he knows wrestling. His ability in the mic, he he can he can turn on a sixpence. He can he. he I've mentioned it a few times. He can put the audience in the palm of his hand and make them react how he wants to. You know? Again, it's one of those ones, it's similar to when we talked about the Road Warrior pop. I just wish I was there in his prime during the rock and roll and Midnight Express feuds. I think that would have been an incredible thing just to witness how toxic and vitriolic the, the crowds could be just because of what Jim was saying on the mic. I love Jim Cornette. I, I know people shit on him a lot, but I, I love a bit of JC. So yeah, JC yeah, for I, me is number three. Yeah, he'd, I, he's he's the fucking man, man. I fucking, he's <laughs> so fucking good. brilliant. Yeah. He, he's obviously a lot of the stuff he says is inflammatory. You know what I mean? Like he's he's probably the greatest. I don't even think if that's the term to use, but I'll, I'll use it anyway because it's the easiest way to, for me to explain it. He's the greatest shock jock in in 100%. in the world, like in wrestling. Like he he knows what he's doing. Half of it's in gimmick, but half of it's like life, and his gimmick is probably close to him anyway. But he, you can't argue with anything that he says. You really can't. No. If if you if you have any if you have any understanding of of how wrestling. Was, is, and should be to a certain degree now. All things change, but you still need the core there. You have to. You have to listen to what you're saying. Um, uh, who's who's next after this? Is it you or, or uh, is it me? It's me after this. I think. Uh, yeah, okay. me. Should we do me my number two now? Is it JC? Um, and because it's Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you got yeah. Final. We'll do my number two now. So uh, my number two is Jim Cornette. Um, the greatest manager ever, yep. not even close for me. Um, heat magnet, heel promo, like you say, just reiterate what you've said. Like people are legitimately, legitimately, not like, oh, I'm gonna get you, you bastard. They wanted to jump the rail and stab him, kill him, and strangle him, beat the fuck out of him, and it happened several times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you go out there and you talk, because he wasn't a wrestler, he took a couple of bumps and he had a couple of matches, but they weren't. You mean they were just gimmick matches, quote unquote. Tuxedo um, match. When you go out there and you just talk into a microphone on telly, and and you've got that many people wanting to kill you, you know, you know you you do a good <laughs> fucking job. Like holy shit! Like you don't fuck about with him. Yep. You do not fuck with. Um, he had a bit of to do recently, didn't he, on Twitter and. Someone was arguing with one of the wrestlers. I can't remember who it was, but <laughs> narrow it down. Um, <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, yeah. But X Pac come out and said, like, like, don't fuck with Jim Cornette. Like, you didn't do it then and you don't do it now, because he'll nope. just like wipe the floor with you. Like X Pac's like like Sean Waltman's on on the fucking like on the on the interview just saying like, nah, like you can say whatever the fuck he wants about me. I ain't going to touch it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you've got somebody like that saying stuff, you know shit's real. You know, it's it goes the other side of the camera as well. It's just amazing. But, like, yeah, the money drawn, the feuds that, that were that were ran off that, um, the, the tag teams obviously made the name. I've thought about the tag team, but it's just mm. JC, man. Fuck, and like, he's, he's still doing it today. He's still yep. doing it now. You... He can cut a promo on a motherfucker in the street because he hasn't given him the right fucking mail or the, the, he got his order wrong at a fucking Wendy's or whatever. You know what I mean? All you got to do is Google. Oh, Wendy stuff is Google, so fucking funny. <laughs> I love his podcast, Google, man. Google Jim Cornette um, drive through like, for real, like his, his food order. Motherfucker. God damn. Quite regularly in, in, our, in our real life. If we do something bad or funny or bad, you know, taking the piss, we'll we'll just yeah. Motherfucker, goddamn shit. There's a bit of and the podcast where they're talking about um, WWE and like he, he he's ripping into them, saying it's like it's garbage and stuff, and his phone rings in the background, right? <laughs> and, and he goes, oh, "That's probably them now." And he picks it up, doesn't even see who it is. He just goes. What do you want? Fuck off, I'm busy. And hangs up the phone straight away and it's on his podcast. It's like, it's so fucking good. He's just, he just doesn't care. He's of the age where he doesn't give a fuck and I love it for him. He's NFLTG, just... mate. No fucks left to give. He's made all of his money. He's happy at fucking, in, in fucking Castle Cornet with all of his stuff. <laughs> living his life. Just him and Stacey and fucking Harley Quinn. Let him crack on, but... He's still he's still cutting promos now. Yep. Like he's he is he's the biggest miss. <laughs> Excuse me. He's the biggest miss in wrestling. Um, it, it's all because of the way he is. Like you can't have him in a corporate environment, which is completely <laughs> understandable. Um, but imagine not being able to find a way to tap into that brain. Or the the only way to do it is to listen to his podcast. Um. Tell you what I want to do. My Spotify Wrapped came up today, and this is not like this isn't necessarily why I've started a podcast or anything like that. I've spent um just just on the experience. My top my top listens for this for this year. Number one is Jim Cornette experience. Number two is Jim Cornette's drive through. Yep. Um, I've spent ten thousand six hundred and one minutes listening just to the experience this year alone. Wow. Um, that's without the drive-through being on there as well, and it's probably 
it's probably 10,600 minutes. You know what I mean? There's probably one minute in it because I listen to it all the time when I'm driving around at work. Yep. They're long episodes, so they're obviously they're like some of them are like four hours or whatever. But like his, the knowledge he has, incredible. I've learned so much listening to this guy. And and you watch him. He was so young when he started. He was so young. He was cutting these promos when he was like 21 years old. Like he'd been in the business 12 months. Yeah. And fucking Dusty's like, yeah, come on then, let's, let's have a bit of this. He's getting thrown into like main event tag team title matches with with, with guys who've been around the business forever, and he's he's out promoing them and out fucking working them and on the on the on the mic. It's crazy, so good. Guys, a fucking genius, absolute genius. Love him. Yeah, Jim Cornette, number two. Fantastic. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot. He again, we talked about someone like uh, on my list in terms of like five or six of them that were a lock on the list and he was one of the first names on there it was just depending on position mm-hmm. now my last two are all about how you, you know that not how they make me feel but like what I, why i love sort of wrestling at the moment um and my number two just now is cm punk um again probably interchangeable throughout the list which is absolutely fine and it's basically everything we've talked about throughout the news segments through like you know from the other people we've done because if you think about the, some of the people we've talked about you know um mjf we've talked about um jericho you know those people have had interactions with cm punk and they're golden you know everything he does on the mic turns to absolute gold as i said many many times the mgf and cm punk stuff is the best thing that AEW's done like i'm mm-hmm. not talking just about the first time they met but i'm talking about the entire program like you you brought up as well like the, the photograph thing mgf was like emotional with that thing and that's what made mgf so great but it was also punk how he read that and how he actually responded as well the stuff it's the stuff that he doesn't say into the mic is almost as important as what he does say into the mic and again that's the psychology element to it Obviously, the pipe bomb. We've got um, the ice cream bars with Vince McMahon. There's so many fantastic moments with CM Punk. It's it's very difficult. You could have it just on a podcast on its own. But yeah, for me right now, I think potentially it's too high just because it's this sort of because of what's happened in the most recent past in terms of coming back twice, and it's just been an absolute epic. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really go into what we haven't said already basically is just fucking he's just different class on the mic he he just exemplifies what it should be when you're cutting a promo i i said earlier on i i've i've like pissed myself off and i didn't put him (laughs) higher the more and more i was talking through it and the more and more i was thinking about it i was like i need i need he called oklahoma like (laughs) rewrote my whole fucking list like live i was like no no what i probably would have done um, looking back at this now, this is the first time I'm ever going to do this. I'll, I would probably change. I would probably put him at number four. I'd probably change him and The Rock around. Looking at my where my list is, if I was to redo this and again now, I would have The Rock at number seven and CM Punk at number four. Well, okay. Yep. Interesting. Maybe if there was ever such thing as a rewrite, but obviously there isn't. So there but I made no the rules. Rewrites. So I fuck. I win. Fuck you know, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's just, yeah, he's just different. We've spoke about him tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's special. It really is a generational really talent. 
Yeah. Um, and we missed out on seven years of him. Yep. Which is, that's his journey, right? That was his story. That's the way it worked out. That's it. Hopefully yeah. he's got his smile back now, though, and then we'll see what happens. In it the looks that way, months. right? Yeah, looks absolutely. that way, mate. Yeah. Okay, okay, so that's us done 10 to 2. What we do now, anybody that hasn't listened to the Market at 10 podcast, and if you haven't listened, why the hell not? Go back and listen to our um, back catalogue. Um, we now add in an honourable mention. So someone that we think ha, um, meets certain criteria of the list but can't fit in the top 10, but it's, it's just a cheeky way of us getting an extra pick in our top 10. But also it could be a bit left field, um, something that potentially you haven't thought of before. Um, so yeah, honourable mention time, Hoxie boy. Um, I believe it's it would actually be you to go first for honourable mention. So if you want to fire away first. I will do, mate. So, um, we had a really quick chat about this, didn't we? Really, really quick chat. This was so fucking hard, <laughs> like really hard. Like my list was was tough-ish, but my honourable mention there was there was quite a few names, and I and I and I've I've settled on on one at the start of this list. And do you know what I've done? I've ch- I've actually changed it. Oh, wow. going through going through this list and this is the first time this has ever happened this is the first time i've ever like changed something on the fly of the stuff that i wrote down on the, on my on my list um my honorable mention is now going to be john cena okay um based on pretty much everything that you said earlier on you didn't sell this to me but i'd <laughs> completely forgot about john cena and when you said his name i was like fucking shit how have i forgot about john cena um, all the all the all the reasons that you said basically. Yeah. I, this is going to be a very quick honorable mention for me. Um, just, just amazing, amazing guy selling everything, s- s- selling matches, selling feuds, selling himself, Fugonomics. Like when he when he became the the the, the jort wearing guy, like you mean with all the kids selling all the merch and the t shirts and stuff, and doing those passionate promos and. Doing it for the people, doing it for for everybody, like bloody bloody blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, man. Yeah, fucking, I'm all over that. It's honourable mention, John Cena. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm going to ask you, who was on it before you picked John Cena? Am I allowed to say? Can I say that? Is that not two honourable mentions? Nah, fuck it. It was Bobby Heenan. Ah, uh, okay, Bobby. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and it's just it's been knocked off there just because like when I started watching wrestling again. Like the second hmm. time round, Cena was the guy. Yeah, um, and I spent a lot of time chanting for Cena and cheering for Cena and and watching him and do and I I like Cena. I respect Cena. I think he's fucking brilliant. A lot of people yep. shit on him and they shouldn't. So it's um, as soon as you mentioned his name, I like I couldn't believe that I forgot about him. So I was like, no, I'm changing it. So sorry, Bobby, you are a great and I love you to bits. Yeah, and you were you were on there. Um, I'm even gonna send. I'm gonna take a picture. Um. <laughs> Of, I'm going to take a picture of this and I'm going to send you the photograph so you can see like what I've written so um, you don't think I'm lying. <laughs> it's I've put like Bobby Heenan or a mention and then I've like wrote John Cena underneath with like a big question mark like shit like what the fuck like a serious I was like no way. <laughs> so yeah that's uh, honourable mention John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Okay. Now we all know that we love a little swerve. We love a little cheek moment. Is this going to be say. a shaky moment? Mate? I don't know. Is this be a I mean, moment? it's someone we've mentioned in the previous episodes. Okay, 
Um, and I'm actually going for a woman here, as my honourable mention. Okay. I'm going for Becky Lynch. Oh! As soon as you said woman, I knew you were going to say Becky Lynch. Yep. Okay. I think her might, might work when she was doing, or, or still is doing, the man gimmick. Man. Set yeah. a benchmark, not only for like women's wrestling, but wrestling nowadays in general. Because she was legitimately the biggest star in wrestling for... Reinvented being a fucking badass and just yep. telling it as it 12, is. 12, 18 Holy months. Shit. And then, she, that, obviously she went and had her baby, came back, and her mic work is still so, so good. It, it's one of those ones, it's it's believable, because she can back it up as well. It's sort of, sort of that thing Dude. with like Rowdy Roddy Piper. You know, it's a case of, she will kick fuck out you, and... You know, she she can say she's going to kick fuck out you, and she can back up and do it. You know, there was times where she was in the ring with, you know, like legitimate stars and like like male stars of of the past era, and she was hanging with them. It's like she's she's got the natural ability. She, the fact that the Irish accent helps as well. It's like, again, she she puts you in the palm of her hand. <laughs> Wishful thinking, um, but. You know, yeah, so for me, honourable mention is Becky Lynch, I think. Definitely worthy of being, even in the conversation of top 10 mic workers. And man, I, I, I think that's such a fucking great shout. Like, it, it's an amazing shout. The, the way you laid that all up then, I was just, all the pieces were coming together in my head as you were laying it all out. <laughs> such a great shout. Yeah, Thanks. mate. There's lots of people, there's a couple of people that you've said, I was just a bit like, oh my God, like, Gate the Snake at, at your number 10 mm-hmm. wasn't on my, wasn't on my, um, on my, on my shortlist. I don't, I don't think at wow. one point, he might have been potentially, I don't know. But then when you think about it, I'm like, holy shit, like, yeah, of course, like, he's fucking brilliant. Like, he's absolutely incredible. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's weird, man. Like, the, the people who come into my head so quickly is obviously the people who I've got on there, if you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, um, I, I'm thinking about it as we're going through here as well. Like Mick Foley, Mick Fuck's Fo- sake. Like I was actually we, thinking Mick Foley when you were like at number three or four. I was thinking, holy yeah. shit, I didn't even think of Mick Foley. Like one of the best talkers. Like, we're going so- through this list and it's like popped. I was like, holy shit. Like what the fuck? Like, it, yeah, it's just mad. There's, there's so many people and I guarantee I'll wake up tomorrow and be like, I'll message you, I'll be like, Dude, and be like, what the fuck? No way. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But Becky Lynch is such a great shout. I agree, mate. I, I fucking agree. She was, she was money. And when you like rubbing your shoulders with like Stone Cold and fucking mm-hmm. Cena and that, like being an absolute badass, like you're doing and holding your right. own, holding yeah. your own, you know. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so, so good. I think she, she so, has set that benchmark for women and. As I say, in wrestling as well, because if you can achieve her, her stardom level that she did legitimately mm. get by herself, then mm. you're going to do okay. You're going to yep. do okay. Great shout. Cool. Great shout. There we go. A wee bit of a cheeky moment, a wee bit of left field. Maybe nobody thought about wee Dude, Becky, I'm, but you know. I am so intrigued who you've got for number one. I really am. Okay. I really, really am. 
But before we reveal our number ones, ladies and gentlemen, we always go through our ten to our honourable mention just to revisit. I'll, I'll do you want me to go first? I'll rattle through mine. You crack up, mate. Yep, yep. My number ten is Jake the Snake Roberts. My number nine is Chris Jericho. Number eight, The Nature Boy Ric Flair. Number seven is The Rock. Number six is John Cena. Number five, Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number four, MJF. Number three, Mr. Jim Cornette. Number two, CM Punk. And my honourable mention goes to the one, Becky Lynch. Over to you, Hoxie. Um, my number 10 was Chris Jericho. My number nine was MJF. Uh, my number eight was Vince McMahon. My number seven is now The Rock. My number six is Paul Heyman. Number five is Dusty Rhodes. Number four is now CM Punk. Number three, Roddy Piper. Number two, Jim Cornette. And my honourable mention was John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Okay. Um, I think it's me, right? That is me. Yeah, you go. So you go, mate. Because the, the fucking suspense is killing me. I can't hack it. Can't so my it. number one is it's someone in wrestling now. Um, been in it for years. Someone that's been on the list. And it's someone whenever... He gets the microphone, I stop what I'm doing, and I listen to him. He now I I, I watch I listen to like wrestling. If I'm, I'm working at, I have like YouTube on my second screen and stuff, and if it's one of his promos, I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll watch. It's Paul Heyman. For me, yeah. Paul Heyman is one of the best on well, he is the best on the mic of all time. If you go through everything he's done with who he's done it with and who he's done it for, I just, he's just incredible. He is, <laughs> I just, I love him, man, honestly, from when he was an advocate to um, Brock Lesnar. I'm just talking just more recently, but if you go back to yeah. like Polly Dangerously, etc., all, all that shit is so good. The ECW days when he was just, he, he was just, he was the perfect foil for ECW in terms of, you know, it's like he believed his own hype. Was he an asshole backstage? Probably. You know, it's, it's well documented that, you know, some of the wrestlers didn't like him, etc. But that's by the by. When he gets on that mic, you believe what he says because he's got the ability to deliver it in such a way that you can't help but believe him. He is that, um, he is that sort of... <coughs> cowboy salesman what is it they call it the snake oil you know he's got snake that silver yeah. tongue windows and doors right that's what exactly, i call it yeah, yeah it's like he's got that <laughs> silver tongue where you believe what he says he he has that cadence he has that again doesn't need to get over excited it's just that he has that perfect tone it's it's brilliant um the advocate for brock lesnar then he becomes obviously the um the special advisor uh, to the wise man to the tribal chief Roman Reigns, you know, certain things he's done, like that promo that you talked about with Vince McMahon, that's been on my list as well. So, I mean, it's just that entire thing. You've got, you've got to listen to that promo if you haven't done it. Just him talking about his legacy. It's it's my legacy, you know, you've stolen it from yeah. me. Just incredible because you said it again, you know, real life, it's real life, you know, it, it, it sells. It's believable. Everybody knows the story of like what happened to ECW, what what storylines Vince stole from Paul Heyman, etc. Blah blah blah. Um, 
yeah, I just can't speak highly enough of him. It's like, and there's certain little things. It's like Suplex City, you know. It, it was him that came up. Suplex City, bitch. It's like it's mm-hmm. just, oh, I, I love him, man. Honestly, and like I say, it it takes a lot. The way wrestling is just now in the modern day, for if, if you're concentrating on something, it takes a lot to sort of lift your attention away. There'll be certain people that do it, like. A CM Punk will do it, an MGF will do it for me, but every single time, Paul Heyman for me. Just love him. Fucking just yep. insane. Great. Right. Yeah. I, I I can't I can't argue with that, mate. He's obviously he's on my list, so Yeah, yeah. Um and he's fucking funny. I just think he's fucking brilliant. So good. So, so, so good. Love it. What, what, there's also a recent one he did with um, who was it Stephen A. Smith I think it was on First Take I think that was recently and it's just I'm the GOAT, I'm the greatest of all time undisputed, he, he actually talks about himself he is, it's like it's just, and you know he believes it and you can't fucking argue with him he is the GOAT it's fucking let's so be honest, he's He's gonna be in that conversation, isn't he? Oh. Like in terms of like managers or whatever. He's for me. It's it's JC, Bobby Heenan, then Heyman is probably gonna be in that conversation. It, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's gonna be between him and him and it's gonna be between Paul and Bobby for like battling it out for two. Probably. Two. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. In terms of four, I'd um, probably go Jim Cornette, Bobby, Paul Heyman, and then you're probably talking like a Sherry Martel. Yeah, like in terms of managers, it's gonna be, it's gonna be close, right? It's gonna be close, and he's, yeah, and like you said, if he does interviews, he does like talks, doesn't he? That he does like like shows with people, and he goes out and does like a show in front of an audience and all that sort of stuff. He's he's even working then, but he's it's Mm -hmm. like a a work shoot or a shoot like a shoot you work or whatever. It's just he's fucking gold, mate. It's the, it's the genius brilliant. of like the booker he is because like you say it's the the whole he still plants seeds for stuff that's already happened yeah. that the thing yeah. uh, like the the show he did talking about uh, Brock Lesnar breaking the streak you know it's like what if Brock Lesnar wanted to go into business for himself who could did stop want to do it? Brock Lesnar yeah. you know and shit's already happened shit's that that's like years ago and you know people are still going fucking did Brock Lesnar go in? Like, and you know that's just the genius of him you know it's so so good yeah so my number one is Paul Heyman um, for me over to you Mr Hawks I think I know already who your number one is but uh, for the <laughs> listeners Mr Hawks who is your number one of so, the greatest Mike worker of all time uh, my number one without a shadow of a doubt first name on the list Ric Flair Woo! like it's not I cannot fucking believe you've got him as number eight. I'm fucking. I'm. I, I, I'm eight. What the fuck? The greatest talk is in the history of the business. You've got Ric Flair at number eight. Mm. It's fucking boggles my mind. Boggles my little brain. My little monkey brain can't handle it. It's crazy. Um, he he had everything. He was one of the best workers ever. He's one of the best wrestlers ever. Yep. He looked the part. He was fucking badass. Like he could outwork everybody, he can outlast everybody. He was on the mic. Every single promo he 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 did was was fucking amazing. You look at all of his like his 
his lines, like the to be the man, you got to beat the man. Like we're using the term in with everybody. Like it's like a, it's become part of the vocabulary of wrestling. Yeah. Um, if you don't like it, you got to learn to love it. Um, talking to like like about with the women, like you, you can't be first, but you can be next. Hmm. Like I'm Ric Flair. Styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kissing, and wheeling, kneeling, son of a gun. Like you, you speak to like normal people, like every day. Like that's in in the sort of in the culture, especially in. The, I mean, for a hundred percent in America, like the woo. Um, yeah, it's got fucking songs about it. For fuck's sake, you have every wrestling show you go to now. The woo is there. Like, is this? You go to fucking like places like download festivals and like different festivals and people are wooing and whether they know what it's from or not like it's just it's amazing he some of the promos he he did like the, the fire me i'm already fired like mm-hmm. the thing that he did with with bischoff like i know he he done like mad shit like taking his clothes off and dropping stuff when he was like in wcw but you remember it like the, the TNA, the stuff he done with with Foley. Everyone yeah. talks about like the fucking the woo off with him and with him and Jay Lethal and stuff. But before they went mad, like you're standing in front of God right now. Yeah, like, that gives me fucking goosebumps, man. Just like saying it and like for what it meant for him. Just like the the. Oh, the promos he did back like JCP on the weekly shows, like in the studio, just coming in and like taking his fucking Rolex off or his shoes off and launching them into the fucking crowd and just the woo and I'm the world champion. Like you, you need to understand who I am. Just selling him, selling the belt, selling the shows. Like you don't get to be that much of a guy without being that much of a badass and some of the promos he done in WWE the one when he stepped down as the he stepped down as the as the raw general manager to have the last match or whatever it was wasn't mm-hmm. it and to have the, the match with like talk about like sort of compassion and and sort of like it being real shit was real man he he meant a lot of the stuff the, the fire me I'm already fired thing that was a shoot that was a shoot there was there was they hated each other they absolutely flair and bischoff hated each other and it was that was a shoot like you fucking you want to start this shit with me like you i'm going to say what i want i'm already out of here if you want to really if you want to do it let's fucking do it you know what i mean just amazing promos the guy was money as soon as you put a mic in front of his mouth you knew exactly what he's doing and i know you said earlier on like oh it's it's later stuff and this that and the other when you've been around for like 50 years yeah. 40 years or whatever at the top like you, you're allowed a little bit you're allowed a little bit of that. Um, the guy's money, just incredible. Rick Rick Flair. It, I can't believe he's number eight for you. He has to be towards the top of any list. And for me, he's he was as soon as we decided on doing this, I knew he was going to be number one. Um, just just putting everything down on a piece of paper so I can talk about it without getting all excited and fucking rambling, <laughs> on, which is probably what I'm doing now. But like Flair, just yeah, the woo man. It's give him the mic, let him do his woo, and the, the rest is the rest is history. 
Ric Flair was always on my list, like from the get go, mm-hmm. and he's been mm-hmm. number one, and he's worked, he's been all over my list, and like I say, that mm-hmm. he was probably the, the most difficult for me to place, and I think I had to go sort of on gut and how I'm feeling sort of now in the business, it's, and yeah, you know, it's, but so yeah, that's the only reason he's number eight. I, again, we say this all the time. Tomorrow, I mean, later on tonight, after we stop recording. He probably could go higher up. It, it's one of those ones. It's so interchangeable. It's it's so very close. Malice just now. Um, I, I totally get. It. I, I knew fine well who your number one was going to be right from the get go. <laughs> like like we like this is again peeking behind the curtain for the audience. We don't tell each other our lists. Um, before we oh, do this, no, we don't. We really uh, don't. Legitimately, we really, you might do think not. we talk about it. We um, do not. Yeah, we don't. Hundred percent. So. We have no idea who's coming up in lists, etc., and and that gives you like a real reaction to this. And but I know Hoxie really well in terms of his wrestling preferences, and I knew full well that Ric Flair was going to be his number one. Um, and I've got no 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 argument saying like he should be lower down. It's just for me that it was so close and so interchangeable. It's just that's why he's so lower down on mine, unfortunately. There you go. I've got. There's no argument about your number one. It's not like I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't got fair at number one. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's like I just can't believe he's at number eight. But Paul Heyman for your number one, mate. That, as we say, we we love the justification. Well, you justify it everywhere, any way you want to, right? It's, it's like I think for the first time ever, we've got twenty-two names on a list that we don't disagree with. Yes, you know I think yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's for the first time, um, and I think. Again, it's it, 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 we like what we like, right? That, that's what it comes down to, and you know, exactly. I, this was for me probably the easiest list in terms of getting the names on, but putting the order and that's the most difficult I've had. That's the difficulty yeah. for me. But I've I've made I've I've made two fucking changes while we're recording the episode, which I've never <laughs> done before. I've never even never even thought of doing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah, it's crazy crazy you 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 sort of talk not taught me into it like sort of taught me to put in cena in here so i had to drop bobby sorry bobby sorry you, you'll bobby. feel sorry, bad after bobby. this that's, that's what will be i will do mate when it goes out and everyone's <laughs> like you fucking got rid of bobby you fucking what fucking mate like, no no <laughs> sorry i'm sorry bobby you'll be on the list soon mate don't you fucking worry about love you love you i promise but yeah it's crazy man this yeah. has been fun like, i got a good I, one I, it's been fun. Like I, I haven't. I've been excited about doing it, but I haven't been as as excited about this list as other ones that we've done. Yeah. Like, I just you know, like the pay per views one. I was the most excited about, and the first one I was really excited about. But the pay per views one, I was like, oh my god, I can't fucking wait. You know. What I mean? But this one, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll do this one. Like, let's get involved. But I've done it, and I've really enjoyed it. I think this really one is. Just us talking about wrestling, you know. It's, it, we didn't really need to justify a whole lot to each other because, again, I think we've got yeah. very similar tastes in wrestling. We have one or yeah, two yeah, like yeah, yeah. differences, but I think this was just us. Like Cody fucking Rhodes, fuck Cody the guy. Rhodes. <laughs> he wasn't fucking on the fucking... to Randy Orton's butch body now. <laughs> go on, go fucking, yeah, go do what you need to do. Uh, d- just as another side note, did you see the um. Um, the meme on Twitter <laughs> with them? Um, Road, uh, Cody and Randy hugging in the cage, and they went, "Oh, it's so nice to get a Ted DiBiase Jr. <laughs> like um, 
the memory memory of Ted DiBiase Jr. because he's obviously in prison for the embezzlement behind oh, the cage. It's God. like fucking hell. That, that, that popped me. Um, okay, okay, guys. So that has been our top ten list of Mike workers in the wrestling business. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comments of our YouTube channel, or you can tweet us at Mark underscore out of ten. Or email us at wrestlemark10 at gmail.com. Um, if you're on Spotify, you know, give us that five star rating and also share it with a friend. But the more you share it, the bigger we grow and the more um, lists we can come up with. I mean, that's not strictly true, but yeah, just share it with a friend. That's that's the best way to do it. <laughs> um, in terms of next episode, we're going to do something slightly different this time. Okay, so we've done a lot of, we've done six lists just now of a particular subject area. What we're going to venture into just now is we're going to pick. A particular wrestling show. Me and Hoxie are going to watch the show, and then we're going to grade each match out of ten, in our opinions, and then we're going to grade the overall show. So it's still technically giving something a mark out of ten. And Hoxie, what re- what show, what wrestling show do you want to watch, and we'll grade out of ten for the next episode? So I think that we need to watch WrestleMania seventeen. We had our best pay-per-views ever episode last time out, and we both settled very quickly and very easily on WrestleMania 17 as being like top of our lists. So I think we spend a bit of time and we do a watch along of WrestleMania 17, and we, as we go through, we can grade the matches out of ten, do what we need to do, and then we can have a bit of a chat about it overall. But I think WrestleMania 17 X7 is definitely, definitely going to be the first watch along we do. That's a great you. Yep, WrestleMania 17 sounds like an absolute lock. I'm happy with that. So we're going to watch a WrestleMania 17. We'll grade the matches, and guys, you can watch a lot. You can watch WrestleMania 17, and again, give us your recommend. Give us your recommendations. Give us your gradings of the matches within that particular pay per view. We're going to do a lot of these as time goes on as well. Um, yeah. That's us done for our evening. Again, apologies, it's a week later than anticipated, but, you know, needs must. It is what it is. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for listening once more. Hope you have a fantastic week ahead. Hoxie, over to you. Cheers, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I've really enjoyed this episode. I think Shield does as well. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us. Um, Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening in the world. Have a great day, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.